This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Microphone. Discord. Hey, everybody. Sorry about that. Yep. yep. Thank you for yep. the boom. Um, boom, boom, in boom. The room. Yep. Uh, that was totally my <laughs> fault. I recently figured out a way that Ruel and I can continue to verbally dialogue with each other during the countdown, but it requires me, at the last possible second, right before we go live, pushing a button, and I forgot to push it. So that was my fault. I apologize. We're here. You can hear us. We can't hear you or see you, but we feel your presence. Uh, and we feel those good vibes. Thank you very yes. much, Brenner. Yes, thank you, Brenner. Thank you, and folks, <coughs> welcome to the R&R Pre-Show. This is what we do every Tuesday here at uh, 12 p.m. Pacific. We hang out and get ready to record our weekly uh, top ten list, and this one's, we're getting close. This yes. is the big, next to the big, the penultimate, The right? penultimate, our yes. Our top I've games. Posting yeah, that everywhere, because I love that word, and I very, yeah. I, and last week I should have said the anti-penultimate, but I totally forgot. What is, is it like the pen I believe the anti-penultimate I... is the um, next to next to last. I'm pretty okay. sure. Chat can correct me <laughs> if I'm wrong there. Yes, they will. And uh, so uh, welcome, friends. Yeah, hang out with us. We are going to be um, chilling out, uh, chatting about uh, many things before we get to the uh, actual recording of the show. And as always, if you have any, uh, if you can let us know audio and video wise if everything's A-OK, we'd appreciate it. Yes, please. Uh, looks Especially like people because can hear us now. I've just thing. switched to my third microphone in in the last week. Uh, as people right. know, so... long time showers, goers, and my Yeti's been just failing left, right, and center. So I did a test last week with a shotgun mic I had just in the closet, and it worked okay, and the audience said it sounded fine, but then I went and listened to it after the fact, and I did not think it sounded good at all. I thought it sounded terrible, but oh. I'm very picky. Uh, plus, I listen with you know relatively high-quality earbuds. So I bit the bullet and bought a Samson Q2U microphone, which I've read is like one of the ultimate uh, USB workhorse microphones. They've been around forever. They're just okay. completely... They're unkillable, they're totally reliable, quality sound. I did a couple of tests with it last night, and uh, uh, do we sound okay, folks? And actually, while we're at it, let's uh, do a volume check. A check, a one, two, three, go. Uh, check, one, two, three, check, check, hello. Check, okay. check, hello, right back at ya. All right. All right. How does that sound, friends? Let us know. Um, Kabuki Kid says it's all right, or said, hey, hey. Um, said, hey. Okay. Hey. Sound right. is good there. Cool. Cool, cool. Hello, hello, Mom Gamer. Thank you. And Force of Glass also. Okay. Uh, Brenner says Ruel might be a little loud, but very close. Yeah, let's see here. That's a weird thing. I mean, actually, I am peeking in the red right now, and you're just in the high yellows. Uh, I huh. think your voice psychologically feels louder because you've got more of that James Earl Jones thing going on. Okay. So, the, the, the Darth Vader style. Yep, okay. you are all about that bass, <laughs> whereas I'm all treble. <laughs> <laughs> well okay thanks uh people uh, friends in chat i appreciate that um yeah it seems it seems like we're okay here yep um videos looks <laughs> good i'm, I'm just che i actually just checked the twitch channel right now we are good to go so that's great all right all systems are go yeah. 
I don't know why. It feels like we haven't done this for a while. But we were here a week ago, right? You know, we didn't that, you know it's so funny. I was thinking the exact same thing. Um, why is that? We, we didn't have a three-day weekend or anything. No. And I, it just... Yeah. Yeah, I'm just like literally struggling to remember, right? Okay, what is it that we do? Oh, wait, wait, okay. We say hi to everybody. Hey, Ruckus. Yes. Hey, Don Gilstrap. Hey, Goblin. Hey, Kabuki. Hey, Variant. Hey, 999999999999 underscore one. Hey, Forest of Glass. Hey, Mom Gamer. MG, you're back. Yes. We, you've been, you were gone for so long. That's two shows in a row. Flying Dutch Rocker. Good to see you. Uh, Ruckus Forest. Don. Uh, Kezerdrix. And mm-hmm. ba, ba, ba. oh, t- uh, Tibby Baloo, and I always want to end that with something, you know, Tibby Baloo and something too, but I can't quite think You're of. Right, it just doesn't come trippingly off my tongue. Ha- uh, happier there. Yeah, it seems like we we should say like Timbuktu after. Uh, yeah, that, something, something, like something. That, right. <laughs> um, let's see. Oh, there's Ruel booming. All right, uh, Fidelia yeah. and Bing and Nasgoth and Brenner. Yeah, Nasgoth and, right. and and Meeples and Mocktails. And by the way, I would just like to apologize, Flashburn, uh, not to Flashburn, but to anybody who actually listens to this after the fact uh, in podcast form, because it includes all of this stuff. And uh, I just got to get through this pretty quick, folks. There are certain boxes you have to tick when you're a live streamer. And I think I've said hello to everybody who's said hello so far. So, um, oh, look at all those purple hearts from Mom Gamer uh, right back at you, as you very well know. Okay, Tippy Blue. Tippy Canoe and Tyler 2, Kabuki Kid. Yes, I knew there was something. I don't know what Tippy Canoe and Tyler 2 is from, but that is is deep in my subconscious somewhere. And Tippy Blue just kind of is just off enough that it throws me off. Mm. Is it like a Disney thing? I have, is it like a Disney saying or I don't know. I imagine Kabuki will let us know. But um, let's see here. Let's do some work. Let's look, because I think we have a big, long... Yeah, we have a big... I was about to say... PG-13. I could say a big-ass list, can't I? Or is that... That's fine. I don't know. Yeah, that's a, a pre-show. A big-butt list. Actually, sounds worse than a big-ass list, actually. Of <laughs> outstanding things to do. Let's see. We have two Ruel ranks from LS-124 and uh, also from Nerd-20. So let's just get right yep. into talking about games, especially since I think last week we did all pop culture, and so we were really kind of weak yeah. on the games in the uh, preamble. Yeah. So let me let, find let's, yeah. the Gabby And before we get to the games, let's just uh, acknowledge Goblin. Rado was right about the Star Wars shows, by the way. The Goblin was on your side. Thank you. Yes, uh, he actually contact. <laughs> he, he direct messaged me afterwards and said, I'm sorry I wasn't there to back you up because you're entirely right. And <laughs> I, I, I appreciate it. I, I don't think nice. um, that would have turned the tide, your one extra vote. But, um, but I, yeah, I, I stand by it. Let's see here. Oh, I need to get back yeah. to... Oh, actually, here's here's a, a great comment from Nazgoth. Uh, they ask, "Can you filter out the Twitch sounds in the podcast version? For example, when someone subscribes or follows." Oh, I'm sorry. Could you repeat that? Uh, asking about, can you filter out the Twitch sounds for the podcast version? The, I could do that. I choose not to because there would be weird silences and whatnot. I, I figured it was better to leave them in. But I mean, mm-hmm. I could certainly go either way. I at the end of this show, I will have. A, whatever long we are, two hours and ten minutes of the full thing with sound effects, and I have a different one without. And one time I did accidentally, on the podcast feed, post the one without, 
and I had a few people saying, where were the sound effects? It was just really weird when you were responding to things that didn't happen, and there was no prompt. You just, like, in the middle of a sentence, did this thing because we never heard the sound effect. So I figured, okay, that makes more sense. I should probably make sure the sound effects are there. But, you know, I don't know. I don't... Do I have a a way to pull podcast listeners? That's an interesting thing. I will have to look into that because I could easily go either way. And I could see arguments in favor of both. Me, I like the sound effects. I think they're fun. But I totally dig that not everybody digs what I dig. Mm -hmm. Why is the browser not there? I'm sorry. uh, Repeat. Uh, I was just going to say Bing and uh, Kabuki were talking about Tip of Canoe. Uh, was William Harrison. He earned the nickname from the battle he won, the Battle of Tippecanoe, which is near the beautiful Tippecanoe River in Indiana. Okay. Okay. There you I, go. Another fun fact that we learned here today. Folks. I have found out where the browser went. It crashed. Uh, Totes crashed. Um, okay. Could we, could we just... Uh, and now it will not... Sh- oh, there it is. Finally. Jeez Louise. That was a good okay, start. there you go. For, for, for a hot minute, though, I thought maybe we were going to get away without any technical difficulties. Oh, but that's right. I screwed up right from the get-go, forgetting to turn our volume on, and then the browser crashed, and then it wouldn't come back. And so, I mean, it, things are continuing. Are you even live-streaming if there's no technical difficulties? Exactly. You know, there, exactly. There's got to be. Yeah. Right. Oh, I see uh, Mugu2, a podcast listener. Uh, that's one vote, please, no sound effects. And we've got one vote, please, sound effects from two podcast okay. listeners. I wouldn't be surprised, honestly, if... Uh, Anchor.fm, which is how I host the podcast. I wouldn't be surprised if it gives me some kind of polling thing. I'll have to look into that. Uh, okay. Because, like I said, I, I could easily go either way. Uh, but anyway, cool. we, well, as the people have demanded, going, you're going to rate some games. So, yes. do you see any on this completely arbitrary random page that you like that people okay, can vote let for? Let me zoom in a little bit on this. Let's go down a little bit here. All right. You don't like them? Bye-bye. Yeah. Um. Wow. Hey, Mex. I've I have not reviewed. Okay, Mex versus Minions. We All right. Put that Mex up there. V versus Minions. All righty. Let's keep going. Okay. Like any of those? Or are we going to page two? Really? Ticket to ride Europe? I haven't. I I could have sworn I. Read I believe that that's here. not okay. the first time you've said that in this very yeah. situation. Let's 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 continue the tradition. Let's <laughs> put it up on the poll, and right. I will talk about next time. How wow! I can't believe I ranked <laughs> that yet. On the big board. <laughs> Ticket to Ride Europe. Okay. And we'll find out if it goes eh or not. Let's see. Oh, here's stuff you've recently added to your... uh, This is just down at the bottom of your list. And I think this is sorted by... Oh, okay. Well, Star Wars Outer Rim. I just Oh, that's right. Yeah, you just did a big super playthrough of it, didn't you? Yeah. Star Wars Outer Rim. All righty. We got three. We need two more. Two more. Just for uh, giggles here. Uh, how about Catan Jr.? Catan Jr. All righty. Yeah. And you like any of these? Okay. <clears throat> um, oh, can you scroll back down? I, I, I can. Something right. Yeah, thank you. Um, we're going to shoot. Micro, micro, macro. Okay, sure. Micro, macro. Boom. Yeah. All right, folks, you have two minutes to pick two of those games, and um, Ruel will rank them accordingly. I believe we had a uh, request for two. I think that was right, yeah. right? And, yeah, of we'll course, do, we'll you can use your um, channel points. You can even use bits if you want to uh, uh, sway the uh, to sway the vote. And we'll spend a few minutes talking about each of those and what's yeah. taking the early lead so far. I see something is out in front. Uh, of course, Mechs versus Minions. Mechs versus Minions. Oh, but yeah. it's all over the place. Micro Macro takes wow. the lead all of okay. a sudden. And so, right uh, now, and so far, there's, yeah, 
No, no love no for Katan Jr. Okay, there's like two votes for Katan Jr. So I'm assuming Jr. won't be winning it today. But Can I ask? I Who saw knows? that you did on your Twitch channel. You did a run through of Katan Jr. Yeah. Why? I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tell you this right now. I really liked it. I liked it more than I thought I would. Okay. And it may be, I mean, I know I'm, I'm not ranking it, but I'll just talk about it, but it might be a really cool way to have Katana as a filler by playing the junior edition. Oh, interesting. I was very surprised. I'm gonna, I'll gonna. i tell you this right now, Richard. What's the, the coolest thing about it, instead of like uh, cities or developments or uh, roads and stuff, yeah. it's all been changed to the roads are pirate ships and the cities are pirate layers. Okay. So it's like you got pirates all over the place. I mean, how cool is that? <laughs> and the game plays, uh, you know, a two-player game, you could knock it out in like 20 minutes. And it gives you all the flavor of Katan. Including trade between players? That is actually the advanced variant in Junior. I see. Uh, They actually have a market where you can trade with a a changing market, which I think is actually a really clever way to do it. Mm -hmm. And then the advanced version, yes, you can uh, introduce to your younger gamers, hey, now you can trade with your fellow players and stuff. But I was pleasantly surprised with that game. I'll I'll let you know right now. Pleasantly surprised. Then folks just got a bonus. Third Ruel ranks. uh, An incomplete one because it's sitting solid at three votes. (laughs) And um, it was the loser. Star Wars Outer Rim makes a uh, big uh, jump at the last second. And I can see somebody contributed 670 channel points to make that happen. It wasn't me. I swear it wasn't me, folks. (laughs) Kudos to you. Wow. And so we're going to do two of these, correct? Yes. Oh, oh, let's see. What was number two? What was number two? But can I still see? How do I open this? Ticket to Ride Europe. Oh, yeah. Number two is Ticket to Ride Europe. At 118 votes to 123, Mechs versus Minions, which was in the lead for most of it, could not go the distance and came in at 109. Micro Macro at 34. Boy, I guess uh, the, uh, what is it called? The the bloom is off that lily, right? Because that was super hot for a little while. And then Catan Jr., only three people. All right. Tell us all about. Oh, actually, hold on a second. Let me go to YouTube. Uh, um, Ruel Gaviola. Oh, and yeah. I you can remember. tell us and show us. I just need to go yeah. to the Ruel Gaviola channel because you had an epic May the 4th day um, yes. where you played. And did you say it was your first time playing when you did this? It, it was. So I was literally, well, I learned the game the night, the night before. Okay. But, you know, it, it was uh, a work in progress, basically. Um, yeah, I had an epic fourth, uh, May 4th where I streamed for like about six, uh, six seven oh, hours. Where Yeah, I would take breaks during the stream, of course. But I played there Star is. Wars Outer Rim. I uh, answered trivia questions. Um, There's like a Star Wars trivia game that Michelle got me years ago that I played uh, with chat. And then I also built a Star Wars X-Wing uh, Lego mm-hmm. set, which was a lot of fun. But as you can see here in the video, that's uh, Star Wars Outer Rim. Tell us about we Star Wars Outer playing- Rim. We we are the scoundrels of the uh, universe. Um, you know all the 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 bounty hunters and whatnot. Um, of the uh, scum and villainy, if you will. And you pick a different character. You know different characters there. I played as Han Solo, and my AI opponent was Jin Erso. Um, it's at its uh, at its core, it's a pickup and delivery game. Yeah. Um, what you're doing, you're trying to, you know, gather resources and deliver them, whether it's to, you know, you, you can actually make the Kessel Run here, um, like the classic Star Wars uh, uh, storyline, and you can also, you know, fight the baddies. But you're mainly trying to just, you know, gather your missions, uh, complete missions, by uh, a simple uh, pick up and deliver. But what this does in spades is deliver on the theme. I mean, sure. it is so thematic. 
uh, Fantasy Flight. I mean, they spared no expense. You have all the characters, you have all the artwork, you have all the cool uh, bits and pieces of, of the Star Wars universe. I was a little, uh, I, I was, I wasn't really sure what to expect from this game, but um, of course, I ended up loving it because it's Star Wars and it gave me all the feels and all the, um, you know, when I'm, hey, look, I just picked up Chewbacca, he can join my crew. Like yeah. I was so fired up. Or you know, Jin Erso's, you know, she's uh, gonna beat me to uh, that whatever planet it was that she's gonna, you know, deliver goods. I need to st keep pace. I got my, I got my, um, we're we're still PG thirteen here. I got my butt kicked in, <laughs> in this one here, mm -hmm. uh, but it was a fun learning experience. I think the anyone that's a Star Wars fan will uh, enjoy this one. Um, it is by designer Corey Kanitska. Uh, yep. I, I always forget how to say his name. I always say Corey Kanitska. That's probably wrong, but it's yeah, it's yeah. what's in my head now. Hey Corey, yeah. Corey great. K. Yes, Corey K is great. Um, he's worked on a lot of big uh, fantasy flight games. Now there, you can see I'm doing a little uh, dice roll. You're going to do you know uh, uh, checks, you know, versus your. Uh, it's all different abilities that you can check depending on are you trying to be you know a scoundrel or are you trying to you know sneak away from someone or there is some combat you yeah. know uh, uh, ship versus ship uh, hand to hand combat I mean it's got everything it's it's a lot of fun and overall I'm gonna have to give it oh there I am with my uh, Yoda, with your Yoda uh, hat yeah. hat there I was disappointed yeah, to see you did not wear your Wookie uh, um, you know sweatshirt but my Wookie hoodie yeah yeah, yeah the Wookie it hoodie, was. But. It, it was too way too hot too in here hot, after yeah, yeah. a couple of hours. Yeah, but I'm, you know, I uh, as I, I love this game. I I don't think it's like the most complex game out there as under the Star Wars banner, but it's a lot of fun. I'm gonna go with. Oh gosh, I love this game. I probably wow. love this more than I should. Let's okay. go. Eight point zero one. Jeez, eight point zero one. Okay, now really... you start to say. I mean, is it too long for its relative lightweight? That's that's probably my my one concern. Um, now, of course, you can uh, uh, verify, uh, uh, vary the uh, points that you can get there. So instead of a race to ten, it could be like a race to eight or a seven or something like that. But it's oh man, is I'm still going with eight point one. Yeah, okay. it's Star Wars, folks, and it's really well done. I, I'm all over. It. I love yeah. it. So that's it. Star Wars Outer Rim, 8.01 on my rankings. Okie dokie. And I believe the other winner, winner chicken dinner was uh, Ticket to Ride Europe, right? Yeah, Ticket to Ride Europe. Um, Ticket. Did I, I? I don't know if I've streamed this. I know you've streamed it. Uh, no, I don't think I ever have. I'm pretty sure I have. Oh, you haven't done a video on it? Rotto oh, wow. Ticket to Ride. I think the only Ticket to Ride I've done is London. Ah, yep. okay. Yep, yep, yep. Wow. So uh, we'll just so look at Europe. some pictures on Board Game Geek. Yeah. Wow, Europe, it's been a while since I've played. I know they added, the big thing they added were the, what are they called? The, the, the um, uh, the, right there, the, the, I don't remember what they're called either, the transfer house things. And the, the so yeah. there were tunnels, um, tunnels that yeah. you had to burn, and then there were these, um, these, uh, yeah, what, I, man, I, I you're right, I haven't played it for years either. Yeah. But yeah, so it's been a while because again, I've talked about this before on the show. Michelle and I, you know, if we're gonna play Ticket to Ride, we're gonna play uh, one of two uh, Ticket to Rides, either the small box one like New York, or if we want the bigger experience, we're playing with the uh, Pennsylvania expansion, um, which adds stocks and stuff like that. But as you can see there, the picture, pretty picture there. Stations. You've got, uh, the, um, yeah, somebody in the yeah, they're, they're stations and tunnels were the two stations, and, and of course yes. a, a Europe map. Yeah. 
which is wonderful. I mean, it's it's all everything you love about uh, Ticket to Ride, just uh, with a different map, and you have those different things as well. From what I remember, this cuts down on uh, like a, uh, that certain strategy that you do in the base game, where you just try to connect everything and then try to get those destination tickets. tickets that line up with the big twenty pointers and stuff. Yep. Um, there's not as much as that, and there are certain spaces where you can only pay or you know put trains on there with I think the Jokers, the uh, wild ones. Yeah. Was it? Yeah, I forget that. So it's like you start off on like one of the edges of the map. But again, wow, what that person make there? I don't know. <laughs> I, I love all the Ticket to Rides that I've played. This is one of them. And it, it's always going to rank highly for me um, because Ticket to Ride, the uh, original one, is the one that got um, Michelle into the hobby. So I always uh, always have uh, fond thoughts of that. And we played a couple of games of Ticket to Ride Europe as well, which we enjoyed. I ranked the original Ticket to Ride a 9 Wow. A nine. Okay. The original. So how can I rate Ticket to Ride Europe? And honestly, I, I did that nine right right when I got the hobby. I may I'd probably break it a little lower now. But Ticket to Ride sure. Europe, wow. It's gotta be an eight, at least an eight for me. It is um, driving me nuts. I, I, I remember the tunnels, like you said, I think they were you have to pay for wild cards to do them. Um yeah. but what did the stations do? What did the stations do? I, I think you could is that the one where you could use other people's trains in your... Stations allow you to sacrifice points in order to use an opponent's route to connect yours. Right. There you go. Okay. Yes. Yep. Exactly. Okay. So you did. It was coming back to you, even as I was yeah. doing a control F. Right. There we go. Yeah. Okay. So that that was the thing. So a little bit more positive yep. interaction between players. Right. So, so you love Ticket to Ride. Well, here's the deal. It's, Would you rather play yeah. straight Ticket to Ride or Europe? I'd with probably the, want to play Europe. Yeah, yeah. with the stations Europe. and the and the tunnels that. Yeah, yeah, the little tunnels. Yeah. yeah. Oh man, but the thing is, I I, I feel like I have to retroactively re-rate <laughs> the base game ticket to ride now, because mm-hmm. I I would rather play ticket to ride Europe, but I don't think it's a nine. You know what I mean? Well, I mean, so. Okay. So you're just saying the Ticket Ride franchise as a whole is no longer a nine out of ten, one of the greatest games you've ever played. Now here's the deal. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. Ticket to Ride is still one of the greatest games you've ever played. Yes. It deserves that nine. Even if you maybe have gotten burned out on it, it doesn't change the fact that it's objective gameplay qualities. There is a reason it's, you know, King of the World and Cock of the Walk and I just got a little blue there, but it's a phrase. People use it um, in non-dirty ways. And uh, yeah, I mean, it's it's such a brilliant design. And honestly, I always thought Europe, until I played London... You know, which is the fast little super hypercharged filler. And now I could never play a full game of Ticket to Ride ever again because Ticket to Ride should be a 15-minute game. Um, uh-huh. But before that, yes. Europe. I'd played. I probably played about half of all the various maps over the years, and Europe was uh-huh. always my favorite because it kind of straddled the line between just the, cure, the pure, basic, clean elegance of Ticket to Ride with just a little bit extra. Most of the stuff, yeah. like you, you, you love that stock market. I mean, to me, that just goes... Okay, it's it's no longer clean and elegant anymore, whereas this is still yeah. nice and visible. And also, the Europe map, even though it's very big, works well for two um, because it has yeah. a better, uh, you know, a bunch of, of short, uh, you know, a combination of short and long tracks. So to me, Europe yeah. was always the premier big box ticket to ride experience until, like I said, I experienced London or New York or now there's Amsterdam, and I think they just announced a fourth one, didn't they? Uh, the yeah, they day. did. Yeah, yeah. Was it? Yeah, yeah, they did. But. Yep. Um, yeah, so, yeah, how do I rank this? I mean, the, the franchise as a whole, I'm still going to go with a 9 because okay. the, the influence it's had, mm-hmm. uh, as you said, the, the gameplay is still sharp and streamlined and elegant. 
So based on that, well, you know what? I'll do this. Just like uh, Outer Rim, I'm going to go 9.01. That's that's my <sighs> okay. landing. Yeah. Do this long I'm enough and you'll start I, giving I the original. Yep. You'll start giving everything um, four decimal points. Uh, yes. if, you, if you stick if you stick <laughs> with me, kid, you're going places. Okay, yeah, yeah. I, I I completely agree with that. What's a one hundred percent ticket to ride Europe? The best ticket to ride, other than the Super Duper Express ones. And uh, I mean, I don't know. Maybe I'm crazy, but uh, yeah, ticket to ride should not take forty minutes. Ticket to ride should take fifteen to twenty. And yeah, I know. Yeah. I assume for like super duper hardcore ticket to ride aficionados, the full game does take twenty minutes. But for me, it doesn't. Yeah. But you play those super hyper efficient ones, which again are also super tight mats, so they're more interesting from a two player perspective. They all add Agreed. something new and different. And plus, it's not trains; it's buses or cabs or very or cabs, so that's yeah. fun to see different stuff too. Agreed. Yeah. So I mean, there's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. I mean, it's it's a hugely influential game, and it's I mean, it sells it's sold over what three, four million copies uh, since it's released. It's made yeah, Alan it's, Moon it's, rich. Yeah, definitely. and not just board so. game rich, but rich, rich. Really? Okay. I, I, yeah, I don't know. I, I've never met the man, but I'm assuming so. <laughs> I mean, is he rich enough to buy Twitter? That's all I'm gonna say. Uh, um, <laughs> uh let's see here okay what else do we got to do let's see that was royal ranks marked as complete and another one marked as complete uh next up hey let's do some trivial pursuits from nasgoth i think uh we are okay. down it's a 50 50 shot between you or me let me find yep. the wheel again all right uh we gotta turn on the wheel and it'll turn show up 80 seconds and yep so prepare. yep 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 we're gonna flip that coin Whose uh, trivia will be on display today? Per Nazgoth's request. Looks yeah, like. Oh, I almost oh, dodged oh, it. Wow. That was very close. Wow. And next time the wheel comes up, it will be reset with. Um, so, I, I think it's that's fair enough because I think that I've dodged the last few. I think uh, it's been pretty heavy on you. Yeah. So no I worries. need to do some trivia about myself, and I'm terrible at coming up with trivial. Bits of information yeah. about me. Ask we, me something about, about your... are, are, Have we had any kind of lingering um, thing that I've dropped hints about recently? Oh, gosh. Um, we've talked about your days, days as a vacuum salesman. Uh, we talked about... We, I thought that was a wonderful story about, you know, finding your... Um, uh, was it half-sister? Yes. I, I believe. Yep, that yep, was, yep, yep, yep. Yeah, that was, that was pretty amazing. Um, we've talked about you and Jen in college before. Um... <sighs> Okay, I've got one. I've got, one. I've got one. Hey, Ruel. Okay. Hey, Ruel. What's the best way to put this question? Ha- mm. There's a couple of ways I can put it. I might not be happy with this okay. one after I'm done, but hey, Ruel, how old was I when I made the most important decision of my life? Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. How old were you when you made the most important decision of your life? <laughs> oh, you're not going to kidding, yes. I I don't know. I, oh, you know what? Okay, so let me. Uh, I'm gonna see if I can suss this out. If you you met Jen in college, I'm a, I'm gonna assume the most important decision is when you decide to get married. So I'm gonna say you're 21. Well done, Sherlock. Close, but no cigar. Um, oh, because really? you had to walk backwards. There was a causal oh. chain of events. You see, the okay. most important decision I ever made in my life. I like to think of as literally the first real decision I made in my life too. Because as a kid, yeah, you make decisions yeah. about who you're going to play with, but nothing of any importance. I mean, everything right. that's important in your life is chosen for you. Maybe your parents will say, "Well, do you want to take a judo class or a karate class?" But that doesn't matter. 
Um, you know, yeah. but my freshman year of high school, I was 14 because I was actually a year behind everybody else, right? 14, 15, 16. No, I was 15. No, I was still 14. I was, wait, wait, that, that's neither here nor there. So I was 14 years old. And for my freshman year of high school, I had to decide, am I going to take Spanish or German? Those were the two foreign language classes, and I had to pick one of them, and I chose uh-huh. German, uh, which meant I took German <laughs> for two years in high school. That was gave me enough base groundwork so that when I got to college at the University of Washington, I was skipped German 101 and went to German 102, and who sat down next to me on the first day of class in German 102? Wow. Wow. Yep. That- Oh, you met in German? I, for some reason, I thought you had an English class with Jen. Uh, uh, wrong language. Right idea. Wow. Okay. Wow. So because of that, the, the butterfly effect, right? Yes, you, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Oh, um, my gosh. And, and wow. now, here's the deal. I chose to take German for the stupidest reason, too. Just to, because what was that? I, I I didn't really care one way or the other. I just knew. Oh, I was yeah. my my high school required that I take a foreign language, and those were the two options. And I thought foolishly German was closer to English, and therefore would be the easier language to learn. Uh, and that is not the case at all. In fact, right, actually, right. Spanish is just about the easiest language to learn. I've I've heard this several times uh, yeah. by far, and so I should have uh, taken Espanol. Plus. Board games aside, in my day-to-day life, Spanish would be a much more useful language to be able to uh, drop yeah. sand. I mean, I don't live in L.A. like you do, but I have, I, yeah. I have enough run-ins uh, that I, it would be genuinely useful to uh, hobble just yep. a little bit of Espanol as opposed to yep. the Neurambition of Deutsch that I can carry around with me. Which, to be fair, <laughs> does help at Essen and does help it, with some board say. games. But yeah, right. I took it because I thought it would be easier because it was a time That's... before the internet when you could actually search and find out what's the easiest language for an English speaker to learn? Spanish. Yeah. What's hard? <laughs> German, as it happens. Interesting. Although German's now, kind of a not a super hard one. It's kind of a midweight one. Um, yeah. And here's the other thing. So you sat right next to Jen in that Yep, class. yeah. Sat right down next to her. Uh, Jen... She also, I would argue, took German in high school for a dumb reason. Um, Oh, really? Because in her high school, again, it was the same choice, German or Spanish. And uh, she chose German Uh because both classes were taught by a native German speaker. And Jen was afraid that, oh, if she went there to learn Spanish, she would learn Spanish with a German accent. (laughs) Which is, that's not how it works. Um, So so we both... Wildly um, misassumed uh, the the nature of the German language. We both chose it on uh, ill-conceived foundations, and that's what led us to meet in German 102. And uh, wow. yeah, that's so. It. Did you uh, like? Did you start talking because like, hey, let's study together? Is that how you're? Here's the deal. The what I like to call the Rado persona. What um, you know, I'm doing with you today. We you, we yeah. have actually hung out in real life now, and you have probably yes. noticed that in real life I'm not quite so boom bounce off the wall all the time. Yeah. Uh, I'm yeah. a bit more sedate. I'm a bit more withdrawn. I'm a bit more. I'll just let everybody else talk. Uh, right. Is kind of my natural predilection. In high school. I was a very shy, withdrawn kid with a hoodie up all the time before hoodies up was a thing. Everybody thought I was the Unabomber because who else wears their hoodie up all the time? And um, But there was this one kid who realized I could be a really fast-on-my-feet, sarcastic, witty guy, and he forced me, via the principal, to be cast in a school play. And overnight, suddenly, the oh. entire school thought, oh, that's who you are. We... we are, 
is that the same guy that we saw if was, you know in junior <laughs> years and like well, who is he and so I ended up overnight having to become a very popular kid, going from completely shy, quiet, withdrawn, nobody look at me, nobody notice me, to life of the party, bouncing off the wall, because that's literally the role I played in this in this play. I'm like, okay, yeah. well, I, I studied it for weeks to play it in the play. I guess I can do it in my day-to-day life, too. Just like, you know, being bouncy, snappy, upbeat, peppy yeah. guy. And because uh, and, everybody expected of me. I go to college, and I keep doing it. And about two weeks into college, I realized, oh, wait, nobody knows me here. I don't have to do this anymore. And so I start to stop. But during that two-week thing, the first day in German 102, I sit next to Jen. I just gave her the full rotto. You know, it's like, wow. oh, who's sitting next to me? Okay. Oh, what's your name? What's your name? What's your name? And, you know, and doing all this kind of life of the party stuff. Because I just, yeah. I trained myself to do it for two years in, in high school. And so she's like, oh, wow, he's fun. And um, we were, uh, I think we had a subsequent class that we would walk together. So I just kept doing it with her. And so we just kind wow. of, you know, became friends and then started dating and all of that. But it's, wow. it's only because of that weird little window. If, if I had, um, if we'd seen each other in the next semester or quarter or whatever, would have gone a completely different way because I just would have sat next to her and probably would have said hello and just kept my eye, head in the book. Uh, wow. So yeah, my that's, life is a extreme neat. series of, of, uh, uh, coincidences and near misses and all that kind of stuff. Wow. And Goblin says it's kind of like a Superman Clark Kent yeah. thing, right? Yeah. <laughs> I could maybe pull off the, the uh, Superman Clark Kent thing, I suppose. That's so fascinating to me. That, wow. Thanks for sharing that story. That's, that's fantastic. I, it's just funny how, you know, you just never know in life. You yeah. Know, yeah. Yeah. Little thing like that. You know, what if you decided to take Spanish? Instead, if I had, you know? I mean, yeah. your life has changed too. You wouldn't be here yeah. right now. Yeah, totally. Yep. Yeah. Everybody watching uh, just, this shit, everybody who's going to watch this video, everything in the universe, all of our collective universe has changed. In my <laughs> case, a lot. In some people's cases, a little. Because yeah. I chose wow. German instead of Spanish for the entirely wrong reason. At the age of 14. <laughs> I love it. Yep. You know, it's funny. I uh, That was the language I took in high school, too, German. Really? Um, it's, yeah. And I didn't remember a lick of it when I went to college. So in college, I ended up studying French just because, <laughs> you know. And, and like you said, I should have been studying Spanish. I mean, I, I have like, I know some Spanglish just because I've been, you know, uh, living yeah, in yeah. California. Yeah. So I, I can get around and, you know, order food and stuff like that. But yeah, I, I wish I would be like Michelle's actually, I mean, she's not fluent, but she, her Spanish is way better than mine. Uh, but yeah, a great story. That is fantastic. So well, thank you. Thank there's you. There's your trivial pursuit friends. Yep. Alrighty. Let's see. Here's a quick shout out. Uh, Gadam Gray asked, are we looking for new top 10 ideas? Have we ever done a top 10 most gorgeous game covers? And correct me if I'm wrong, Ruel, we just did a couple weeks ago, didn't we? Didn't we do a top I think it was favorite like um, board game art? Artists, right? Was it an artist? If or... I recall correctly, I remember pulling up my list on screen and just going through and saying, okay, I like that cover, I like that cover, I like that cover. Yeah, I think we did actual yeah. game covers. Yeah, but that, yeah, that was like a, a, in a, a top three that we were uh, Yeah, doing. exactly. Yeah, yep. I think you're right. Yeah. Okay, cool. So, Gadam, I, um, I apologize, but because you did a shout-out, let's give you something. Uh, Ruel, what is the prettiest box around me? What do you like? Oh, of what you can see. The prettiest box around me. That far. And, so uh, many good and ones I'll there. just get kind of down out of the way a little bit. Look at you. Okay. Oh. Galloway oh, chair. You know, I always like that. I, I always like that Origins first uh, first box. That, that one's good. Okay. Uh, decorum is is real pretty. I mean, I just love the splash of color there. Um, yes. 
I love the game Zapotec. I don't know if that, that cover really speaks to me though. I'm not really sure. Yeah, it's okay. It's I mean, it's it, oh, yeah. Yeah, it's good, but I, I don't. I wouldn't say it's best of all time. Yeah. Do you? Is that Pulsar twenty eight forty nine behind? Yes, it is. Good eye. I love that game. I think that's a cool cover. Yeah. Yeah, it is a good cover. Let's get this yeah. chair all the way. Oh wow, Prada Porter. Uh, it's a wonderful world. You know, I always, uh, you know, it's not my favorite cover, but I think it's the coolest box is um, the uh, the film one, uh, Roll Camera. I think that's the neatest box. It is a, oh yeah, all. because of the clapper. Yes, that the is clapper, very, very nice. Yeah. I agree. Yep. Um, well, wow, I will tell you, I don't know what you, you, you have failed to catch it so far because there is one I, obvious choice. Where is it? Does anybody, oh yeah, uh, um, I'll say it's um, on that wall over there. It's not on this wall. That wall there. I mean, I don't see Castle of Burgundy over there. I see Castle of Tuscany right. over there on the I'm back you. up. Oh, yeah, I, I give up. What, what, what are we looking at here? Hold on a second. Islands of the Mist. Oh, Islands of the Mist. Yeah. Uh, overhead view. Oh, my camera's way over there. No, oh, my Oops. camera can't reach. No, I can. Here we go. This box cover is. Oh, I've messed up my green screen now. Oh, ah, that's beautiful. There we go. Yeah. Ooh. There we go. That is one of the most stunning box cover. I, I mean, it's so evocative. That's, I mean, the, yeah. you know, the use of color, uh, you know, the, this is a really common thing I notice more and more in board games with the, uh, the star always looking away from us, which I think makes sense because uh. these games are all about putting, uh, you know, us in the world. And, you know, I mean, the characters we play are largely abstracted out of the experience. So, you know, who's yeah. that person with the scarf? Doesn't really matter because that's us. I mean, I love the look of this. You know, it's kind of a quasi steampunk with all the little um, doodads on it. I mean, this is how yeah. I'd want to do a hot air balloon with propellers and this really cool telescope and, you know, stuff. I'm, I'm a sucker for stuff rising mysteriously out of the mists uh, which of course is what this game is all about the islands in the mist i think this is a stunning stunning piece of art i yeah. absolutely love it so beautiful artwork uh, any idea who the artist is that's a good question ow boy uh nope just the designer okay but board cool. game geek will fill you in on that all right yeah oh okay. so that was a quick shout out um, just a very, and obviously one, I don't think it occurred to me to mention when we did our quickie off the top of our head, top three, but yeah, I mean, looking mm -hmm. around, I think that's my favorite of all the art that's on my wall that you folks can see within the confines of this camera. Yeah, that okay. is gorgeous. Very nice. Call. Cool. 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 Well, you know what? Okay. It is, uh, 1240. What do you say we actually try yeah. to get ahead of the curve for once? I, I like that. That way we can have some time afterwards for some QA, Q and A because I see the Q right now. There is a bunch of Q and A out there. Yes. So oh, we, oh, we already have a Q. Well, the then show. let's do it. Okay. So yeah. before we get going, though, we have to crown one lucky winner. <laughs> so let me come back over to the browser. Or not, not that kind of winner. A winner of what were we giving away? Winner. Oh, it's Encyclopedia. Game winner. <laughs> yeah, it's the yeah, Encyclopedia, the deluxe box set. I believe, yes. I'm pretty sure it was the full. I could be wrong about that. It might have just been the base, but I think it was the full. But either way, Encyclopedia is fantastic from Holy Grail Games. And who gets it? Let's shuffle a couple more times. And boom. Go. Yeah, good luck, everybody. There we go. Round and round. You can do it, somebody. Whoever you are, I believe in you. Look at that. It got a little it glitchy is. there at the minute at the end. Catherine Sace. Congratulations, Catherine. Hoorah, we have a winner. Hey. All right, Catherine, I will be in touch after the show. Congratulations. You are in for a treat. This is a wonderful, wonderful game. And uh, cool. That is that. And, uh, of course, 
we are, what are we, oh, oh, because, um, I mean, because the, remember we, we had the two recent episodes that were sponsored by Arcane Wonders and they Arcane could only Wonders. do North America. So we had to have the other stuff. Um, yep. those two were both, uh, both of those were American winners. So the Arcane Wonders stuff went. So we're going to be taking our second stab today of giving away the Azul, uh, Queens Pavilion ah, bundle thing. Nice. So that's what we're giving away today. But what is our secret word? Yeah, what have we been talking about? We ranked some games. Uh, we talked about you in German. We somebody do yes. you want to throw in a somewhere? I don't it know, should never German be too hard or... to throw in the word German or something akin to that in, in whenever you're talking yeah. about board games, right? right. Um, let's see. let's see. What else were we talking about? Um, I mean, I love that uh, story that you shared about you and Jen in college. I mean, meeting for the first time. Yeah. Took German. Uh, you were in that play. You got cast in a play to be a uh, life of the party. The uh, name of the play was Vagabond. And I was the titular title. I was the vagabond. Oh, the play vagabond. it was a it was a dark and stormy night at an at a roadside inn, and I believe colonial era America. It was never really stated okay. exactly when, but something like that. And yeah. um, you know, so it was all the the interior, and uh, I was like the third character on screen. I just kick open the door, and I immediately start singing, <laughs> and everybody's confused because I'm basically a sitcom character surrounded by a bunch of kind of more serious characters. And oh, uh, and okay. it's it's like a comedy farce because then there's a murder and and who was responsible and there's uh, lots of shooting and uh and then the cops show up or the the colonial army shows up and tries to figure out you know nice. this is a bunch of stuff, um, <clears throat> but I don't think I can I work really, vagabond in anyway. I could I, yeah I'm looking at my night. There's no way I can do that. Um, let's see. The ironic German. thing is I don't know I want to use German either because it'd be really obvious because yeah. of of the five I'm talking about today. Four of them are not German, so I would have to put it in the one game I'm talking about today is from a German <laughs> designer. Yeah, <coughs> there's, <coughs> yeah, one of mine, maybe two of mine. Yeah, a German feel. Yeah, let, let's let's see what else can we let's, let's turn to our friends in chat. Yeah, friends what are we gonna talk about? Oh, Tippy Canoe. What hoodie? What are oh Tippy Canoe? <laughs> oh, balloon. Wow. Uh, yeah, from the uh, hot air balloons of uh, Island in the Mist Station. The word we could not think of. Oh, station, yeah. Can I do station? <clears throat> uh, maybe I could get station in. Let me see. What are some of the other? <clears throat> Tip of Canoe, Corey K. Uh, oh, people were talking about Michael Menzel. He's the one that did the art for... Uh, is that uh, Michael Menzel? It sure looks yes. like it. Good. Yeah, yeah he that is makes a great sense. artist. Yeah, I, I, yes. I, I believe it. Michael Menzel, my top uh, ten favorite artists of all time. No, no surprise. Yeah. I should shout him out. I didn't even realize that was a Menzel, but it certainly looks like. Yeah, it. I believe it. Oh, scum or villainy? Yeah, that's a good one. Ah, uh, Kabuki Kid, thank you. I was trying to think of. It's the Bill and Ted quote. Station. Is- a station. <laughs> <laughs> nice, Kabuki. Um, scum or villainy? I I can I can work with that. Okay, you want to do that? Uh, let's do scum. Scum. I can, I oh, because 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 we because you you were scum and villainy in the Star Wars Outer Rim. Yeah. That's fine with me. Yep. Secret I word is that. scum. Scum, folks. S C U M, and we'll remind you when we do the show here. Yep. Okay. Oh, I do like. Uh, Olven Skull says Germane, unusable in any context, and almost German. I actually use Germane in just regular conversation a lot. I probably could have thrown really? Germane in without too terribly much trouble. 
Oh, wow. I'm always saying whether something is germane to the topic at Germain. hand. I say that all the time. Yeah. At least I think I do. Maybe I don't. I think it all the time. <laughs> <clears throat> all right. Okay. Cool. All right. So, so you're, you're up. Folks, during the show, you get the secret info. Ruel, at some point, is going to say the word scum. And then you'll have to do all the contests and blippity blop, and you know all the rest of it. Okay. Cool, cool, cool. Right. Okay, so no no game on the table this week. Nope, yeah, no game on the table. Um, okay. Yeah, just a pretty simple, straightforward thing. Because we're, we're, we're giving away um, Azul. And honestly, I don't have Azul Summer Pavilion. So I actually um, oh, I, I yeah. went out and uh, found a screenshot of when we did have it and we played it. And so I'll just oh, throw okay. that on the screen when we're talking about it. Um, Perfect. Yeah. Because you've still got my Azul Queen's Garden. <laughs> I do. Yes. Yeah, it's right here. Yep, yeah. that's good stuff. Anyway, though. And okay. Yeah. Okay. So you you ready? Oh, Battle Royale says Bing. Of course. Of yes. Course, there it is. Of course. Ba, 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 it's not the R and R show ba, ba, without ba, ba. people uh, rending each other. Alrighty. <laughs> uh, Battle Royale with cheese. So there it goes. Yeah. All right, and ba, 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 I've ba, ba, hidden ba, ba, the words so we'll be able to see all the carnage unimpeded. Oh, and we got a big turnout. Oh, wow. All right. Tibby Baloo immediately runs away from me, and me and Kabuki Kid throw (laughs) down immediately. Oh, we're going toe-to-toe. And then I run away from the scrum and try to uh, get away from all the action. Me and Fidelia throwing down now. And, oh, man, I just got to get away from everybody. Meeples and Mocktails. Oh, I'm I'm down to half-life. And uh, Cherished Manor, nice to meet you. Let me kill you. I just did. And then Meeples and Mocktails returned the favor, got me in the back. And who gets the health pack? It is LS124. Although it did not help, LS gets stabbed in the back by Billy Pratt. Billy Pratt, bye-bye. Okay. The uh, the crowd is thinning out. Nazgoth looks in trouble. I don't know if those double hammers are going to save you, buddy. I think Fidelia is going to go for the killing blow. Oh, but Fidelia lets you live, and you take off a little bit before Genzi stabs you in the back. And then Fidelia runs, runs, runs to the health pack. Fidelia, keep going. Don't turn around. Get to oh, Fidelia. All right. Billy Pratt, meanwhile, is it's Billy Pratt's fight to win. Wow. He killed me, and now he's coming for Fidelia. And it looks like he's going to get that health back before Fidelia. Oh, you might as well enjoy that ice cream cone while you can, Fidelia, because you're not long for this world, I'm afraid. Um, Billy Pratt with his Punisher skull and his demon wings. A sweet little innocent kitty cat with uh, uh. a coffee and ice cream. Never had a chance. The world is unfair, <laughs> and Billy Pratt is the winner. That rebel scum says Bing. Uh, four thirteen. <laughs> Good times. All, all right. right. That is all very. Everyone gets regenerated. Billy gets his one hundred. Their one hundred gold. Yep. And uh, oh, Brenner, I took you out. Oh, cool. I missed that. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you haven't done. You haven't done any customization at all. You earned no, some. No, I'm now. just the straight up. Yeah. Yeah, you're just a little uh, cute there. kitten face. Kitten yep. face Gaviola, they call you. Yep. <laughs> okay. Okay. Cool. Sweet. All right. Alrighty, so you're saying the word scum. We don't have anything on the table today, so we can just get right into the show um, because the giveaway is something I genuinely do not have, uh, so I can't put it on the table. And uh, yeah, we're doing 20 to 11. Is there anything I'm not thinking about? Um, No, I think that's it, yeah. Kabuki points out she has never customized her avatar either, but her default is pretty freaking cool. Um, oh. You know, Kabuki basically looks like a ninja with a uh, old West bandana, and I, I, I oh, think it's right. a really yeah. good look. <laughs> um, 
You're, I mean, your your sweet, adorable kitty cat face isn't bad either, I suppose. Yeah, <clears throat> kitty cat's cool. Okay. Okay. Cool, cool, cool. Let's see here. Oh, and you, we did confirm before we started that you can update the banner at the bottom, right? So you're set to yes. do that. All right. We're good there. <clears throat> cool. Then I can minimize you. And let me make sure everything is fine because Chrome did crash on me earlier. I had all 10 oh. um, tabs open, but of course now they're all gone. So let me just quickly run through them and make sure they are yeah, I should probably shut down some tabs as well. Now that everybody, everybody, everybody. Um, yeah. Okay. Let me see. Let me. Oh, shoot. Okay. Okay. Crap. Also okay. Everyone is going to start out as a lowly kingdom. Which just Arr. So here's a problem. Here's what happens, Ruel. When uh, yeah. Chrome crashes, and you have just pasted a bunch of uh, YouTube URLs, but you haven't entered them yet, because I don't want to know. I mean, I have oh, links to yeah. all the videos for your things, but I didn't look at any of them, because I want to be surprised. And so I just had pasted them in, and now they're all gone. But oh, I no. do still have the original list. That's okay. I can just do them okay. as I go, I think. Yeah, yeah, it'll be I fine. Can... Because we always have that okay. little bit of time where you say what it is, we talk about it a little bit, and then I bring it on screen because okay. that's me frankly trying to get it together. Yeah. I just have a little bit more work to do. Some of my setup was wasted, unfortunately. Um, but I was going to say, okay. I could drop links in, in the Discord No, no, no chat. I mean, I, I've already got them. Yeah, it's just I had okay. them actually in Chrome. Now, while we're live, I'll have to redo them as we go. But that's okay. Understood. It, I, I've okay. still got them handy-dandy, I think. Cool. Do I have them all? Yes. Numbers 20 through 12. I don't know what they are. I just know what the YouTube links are. So that'll work. That'll work. Okay, cool, cool, cool. So, cool. All right. <clears throat> then I'm ready to go. Okay. Good to go. Okay. Oh, uh, uh, Forrest wanted a story. Well, oh, he wants me to take the time to set it all up properly so you can tell us a story. But you What's dodged that? storytelling time because you didn't have to come up with any trivia today. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'll have to Yeah, I'll have to come up with a good story uh, yep, for next yeah. time. I'd like to think that was a tough story to follow, quite frankly. That's one of my better ones. I realized that probably like four or five years ago. I don't know why I was thinking about it, but like, what's the most momentous, important thing I ever decided yeah. to do in my life? And, you know, of course, it's like, oh, say hello to Jen. But like, no, no, that wasn't the decision. That was me just on autopilot, you know, just doing yeah. my Rado thing. How did I yeah. get there? And then I walked backwards and I realized at the age of 14, the first decision I ever made of any great importance turns out to be the most important one of my life. I mean, I probably wow. everybody can work their way backwards to something like that. Okay, here's the chain of events that led me to meet my soulmate yeah. or get the perfect job or whatever it was. But it was a fun thought right. exercise. I recommend That's, everybody do yeah, it. Yeah, you know, I, I was going to say, I'm going to do this. Uh, I've got to do it because now I'm thinking about all my life decisions <laughs> and like, how far can I trace it back? Exactly, yeah, At what point yeah. did you truly show agency in a meaningful way in your life? It's just an I, interesting I, thought process. It you is, know? it is. Yeah. I will have to do it. All right, <clears> cool. Okie <clears throat> so then I've got this queued up. You know, what? I'm going to pin this so it doesn't keep going into the background. And let's see. Okay. So we just need the, oh, but you know what? I did not set up a, uh, I need to, right. We're not sponsored by a merchant of guild. I need to fix this too. So oh. you could tell a story oh, just, while it takes a second to find the R&R uh, cool. logo. That's R -R. a good game. Box. Yes. Oh, it is. Uh, it is so good. So you played it, right? You have a copy of it? Yes. Yeah. I like it. Oh yeah, yeah. I like it a lot. Um, but you, you're you're not as crazy as me to say it's the best game of 2022 so far. Yeah, you're I don't know. That far. I mean, it's it's definitely one of the best, but I don't know if it's the best. But it, you're saying it's the best one you played in 2022 so well, far. Well, I mean, I have seven retail games from 2022 I played so far, and I rate it the highest oh, okay. of those seven. 
So, I mean, it, that's it's a bit bigger statement than it really sounds like. Or, you know, you know what I mean? <laughs> yep. All right. So, done. And why are... What? What? No. Oh, shoot. That's the wrong thing. I changed the wrong logo this whole time. I need to change this one. All right. Try again. Or, or actually, undo that other thing I did. Uh, cancel. Control Z. Sorry. Sorry, folks. This is fun for you. And and Forrest is saying, where's my story? Rado was supposed to vamp, so I can, and I'm totally vamping because I'm incompetent. Yeah. And Rado's not I'll telling the story. I'll do vamping while you free that out. Yeah. yeah. Uh, story time. What, what's a good story for, for me? Well, um, oh, wow. I, I just saw the little collage you put up there. I haven't seen that one in a while. Oh, yeah. Yep. Show. That's the original one, I think, that you came up with. Yep. It uh, still works. It still works. Right. I just yeah. need to get to fit. Fit to screen. Did we? There we go. I think we talked about this, but that picture of you with all the boxes, was that in, in Essen? Ah, uh, yeah, yes. That uh, That is me in Essen Spiel. That is the uh, first time I had actually attempted to do that. I mean, because prior to that, our plan was always we took a bunch of, uh, we, t- we took the biggest, uh, you know, each of us did our carry-ons and our check bags, and they were both. So I was four full boxes of luggage. And this was the first time I'm like, okay, I'm just going to get a bunch of boxes. I'm going to mail them back to us in Malta. And so wow. that was me carrying around. I mean, there's probably, I don't know, 40, 50 games in all those boxes. And here's the problem. I get them to wow. the German post office, and I find out that, oh, you should have put all of this in one big box. The, all combined, this would have cost you about 50 euros. Um, in all these individual little boxes, this is going to cost you 300 euros to send back home. Oh, my gosh. And like, wow. ah. No. Yeah, because those are boxes that, you know, I mean, the publishers, when you go to Essen, there's just tons of cardboard boxes everywhere because they, they yep. get all their stuff here. They uh, they throw the boxes off into piles. I'm like, oh, I'll just grab a bunch of these boxes. And if I instead had grabbed one gigantic box, and there were plenty of those too, I would have saved myself. It was at least 200 euros in shipping. So wow. I'm smiling there in that picture. I About a 45 minutes from then, I am definitely not smiling. Um, <laughs> so that's wow. my story with that one. Yep, and Goblin reminds me, well, was supposed to tell the story. <laughs> you like that, folks, how I, I was able to vamp by getting Richard to tell Well, quick, story tell us a story, story about one of your images here. Let me see. Oh, that image right next to it. Uh, I'm playing Twilight Imperium with my good friends Jake and Katie Michaels. Okay. Uh, they are a very, very, I mean, just a very cool couple. They're super talented. Uh, they worked at, I've, I worked with them at Geek and Sundry, and now I work with them at the Good Time Society with Becca Scott. And that game of Twilight... Oh, I, no, actually, I was going to say this is the longest game I've played of Twilight. No, that, that this one wasn't, now that I think of it. This was TI4, okay. uh, Kabuki Kid. And um, this one was only, I think, like six hours. Uh, not <laughs> Only not, six. Only six hours. There's, I was Barely was worth one... showing up for. It was so quick. It, it, oh, it was so such a good time. That's... Um, yeah, I, Jake is the one. He's the the gentleman who's responsible for me getting obsessed with the game. And, oh wow! You know, uh, he he had taught me the game. He had asked me. Uh, so I was on set one time, and we we had shot a show. And then afterwards, he said, "Hey, Ruel, do you want to get together and play uh, Twilight Imperium sometimes?" Like, oh, of course. I'd never played it before. And since that time, a couple of years ago, I've played the game. I think fifteen or sixteen times now, mainly wow. with Jake. Yeah, he's he is the best. Uh, he's a great. So it's not game so much teacher. you love Twilight Imperium; it's that you love Jake. I love Jake, and I will, I will, I gladly say that Jake is an amazing human being. Uh, so is his uh, his wife, beautiful wife Katie, who is they are expecting their first child uh, real soon. So shout out to Jake and Katie. Um, fun fact: They are uh, Jake is. Um, uh, an actor, an improviser. He did stand-up comedy for a little while. Mm-hmm. 
And his partner, uh, wife uh, Katie, she's been on a couple of shows that you may have heard of, like, uh, and sure enough, I totally forgot what shows they were. Um, Jane the Virgin is one of them. Oh, she wow. was on that. Okay. Yeah, she's been on a couple of things. She did a commercial with Angelica Houston, which blew me away. I was wow. like, oh my gosh. So, yeah, so uh, very talented uh, people, uh, just wonderful, really. Uh, Michelle and I've gotten we've done the double date thing with them a couple of times, and we always have a fantastic time with them. With them. So well, there you go. All, There's a story, folks. That's all very charming and wholesome. I have to admit, I was really hoping for an explanation of the Jeffrey Wright lookalike Ruel down in the bottom right corner. Yeah, I mean, you look like you're playing Felix from the Bond films, played by Jeffrey Wright to me in that picture. So I, that's the one I want to know about. Uh, what is that drink you're drinking? Where are you? What man of mystery business are you going on? But we can save that, that for another is, day. Uh, Michelle and I went on a cruise we to, won't. I think that was down to Puerto, Puerto Vallarta, I think. Was that it? Or was that down to, uh, no, Ensenada. Mm. Uh, we were on a cruise, uh, obviously, before the pandemic uh, hit. And uh, I, I'm just not going to be going on cruises for, for exactly, the time Exactly, yes. Being. Yep, yep. Uh, but I, that was an adult beverage. I believe it was a Mai Tai. Because ah. that's what you do on a cruise, right? You that drink is, uh, drinks with umbrellas. It is required, yes. Yes. Yeah, you get on uh, board, they hand we, one uh, to you, make you drink it on yeah, the Yeah, that was actually the first time I've ever been on a cruise. Uh, Michelle had gone before. I'd never gone, so we went. And uh, it just one of those weekenders from Southern California down to Mexico and back, uh, like four days or something. A lot of fun. Um, but I think if we were 21 years old rather yep. than what we are now, yep. we probably would have had a better time because <laughs> it was what they call, Richard, they call it a booze cruise. And oh, that's my. that's the focus of it. Yeah. So the young people were having a fantastic time. Well, we had a great time too, but we just weren't, we weren't doing the nightclubs. We weren't doing the uh, all you can drink uh, thing and everything like that. Wow. Yeah. I just realized. But good times. That was, that was probably three minutes of a static image. Also, not particularly <laughs> compelling. That, that moment was better for the podcast folks to make there up for <laughs> the terrible unpodcast friendly portions we already had on the show. Okay. There you go. So, cool. Well, I'm sure there's a story behind every one of those pictures, which I just literally just did a, a image, Google image search for El Gaviola and picked a bunch I liked and then a bunch that I liked. And I tried yeah. to lay them out in somewhat, like they were kind of, oh, yeah. uh, there's Ruel with uh, Becca Scott. I should have a picture with, um, oh, Michelle Gubernick. You, know, um, you know, she's really great. No, there's one with Ruel's wife. I should do one with my wife. And so there is some yeah. symmetry going on between those like two that. pictures. Uh, yeah. But we don't have much use for it anymore, but folks will be seeing it today. This is episode 41, correct? Uh, this is 41, yeah. Yep. Alrighty, cool. Melina Gubernick, not Michelle Gubernick. I knew that was wrong. That was driving me nuts. I unfortunately do oh, not okay. have an equivalent. Well, I do. You've got a Wookiee seatbelt cover. I've got a live pigeon on my back. So there's all kinds of double meanings throughout this picture for people to uh, to find and explore. But And I'm guessing, like, all your pictures, are that is that when you were in Malta? Um, this picture, the picture of me and the pigeon, that was in Milan. Um, oh, or was it? It was okay. no, no. That was in Venice. We took that picture. Um, and uh, yeah, the other pictures are mostly. No, actually, okay. We can do this picture uh, some other time. Uh, perhaps yeah, yeah. somebody could uh, use a shout out to say, "Hey, shout out! I want to hear more about that picture. I want to hear every story." And we could do that because we got to get on with the show. We were going to be done ahead yeah, of time, yeah. and now we've fallen behind because we fell down the rabbit hole of this picture. <laughs> some things never change, folks. <laughs> okay. Cool, cool, cool. Alrighty, then we are ready to go. My sound is fine, your sound is fine, and we yep. got our 20, and uh, the secret word is scum, and you're saying it. Okay. <clears throat> uh, get some water. Okay. Yeah, that's a good idea. <clears throat> <clears throat> here we go, here we go, here we go. 
Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey, everybody. Welcome to episode 41 of the R&R Show. And hello, Ruel. How are you doing? And hello, Richard. I am fantastic as always. What about you, my friend? I am doing okay. I've got a little something in my throat. I just took a swig of water. It doesn't seem to go away, so I might I might have to stifle the urge to cough violently throughout this whole thing. I'll try and do it off camera wherever possible. But that go. hiccup cannot stifle my enthusiasm for our penultimate. Can you believe it? The penultimate. I just love saying penultimate ep- edition of the top 100 <laughs> of all time. Numbers 2211. Oh, my wow. goodness. Wow. What what a journey it has been. It's not over yet, but I, you know, I, I'm going to have to agree with you. I do like that word penultimate. I yep. think we need to use it more often in, in general life. But um, I'm excited because you know, as we've done this, you know, I've learned a lot of a lot. You know, I've, I've seen a lot of the different uh, games that we've covered, and I feel like now we're really narrowing it down to the the best of the best, obviously. And I think I have a good feeling of what's on on your list, and I, you okay. probably have a good feeling of what's on mine. That, that's what I'm thinking. But no, we'll see. you're a bit of a wild card. I, I, at least one of mine may be a surprise to you at least I, one of them might i think you might surprise me a bit more than you think um i'm oh. I, i'm going in with eyes wide open you guys have been doing nice. this since february wow really yes yeah yep. oh my gosh yeah um wow. but uh we will not keep the folks waiting any longer we will soon start counting down backwards from the number 20 to the number 11 and assign various and sundry games to it but before hey, we get to that listen. we have to um I'm going to have to edit here a little bit because the audience is shouting yeah. at me to, hey, listen. What hey, do they say? Yeah, what happened? I'll try highlighting the first sticker. Don't Turn. forget. This. Oh, the, oh, uh, the scrolling yes, okay. banner. Yep, yep, yep. Thank Got you. It. Totally forgot. Thank yep, you. Yep, yep, yep. Okay, no problem. Let me just mark that I will have to edit that little bit out. That was a good use of the, hey, listen. Well done. Perfect. Like I said, it yeah. feels like it's been a year since we've done this. I've completely lost my mojo. It's only been I a week. I forgot wow. the F12. I don't know why that is. You know what threw me off? It's because I was uh, trying to turn off the uh, other things so that you could see the picture, uh, and then I just it. totally forgot about everything. It all fell apart. But anyway, yes, uh, thank you. All uh, right, so put yes, a mark. Thank you for that, folks. Doing this, okay. Right, and what was, I, what was I just about to say? Okay, all right, all right. But before we get going, we have to give stuff away. And this week, we are seeing a return of a very, very cool prize that one lucky viewer is going to win. It is an Azul bundle. And, um, well, I believe the last time we talked about this, you were saying that this is your wife Michelle's favorite version of Azul, the Summer Pavilion, correct? That is correct. Yeah, she loves it. And she's actually the one that taught me this game. Um, normally, I'm the, the teacher in the house as far as board games. But uh, Michelle, I mean, she's a real-life teacher. And in this case, she actually taught me this game as well. At one of our local game nights before the pandemic, uh, locked everything down. Um, she taught me this. It's a beautiful version of Azul. As you can see there, the tiles are not the the you know squares. They're more diamond shape. Yeah. And there's a bunch of great little things that they do in this one. And um, she, she loves it. It's her ver- favorite <laughs> version. I'm still sort of like... Uh, I'm still trying to figure out which one is my favorite, but wow, this is excellent. I love the fact that we're giving away a bundle of stuff. It's not just the yes. game. We're giving some other good Yeah, yeah. You well. also get the Azul mug, uh, which is a very, very uh, fine-looking thing, too. And one lucky winner will get it. But, well, how do they get this uh, Summer Pavilion in their life? 
I'm glad you asked, Richard. The way you're going to win this, folks, is listen to our show here and keep an ear out for the word scum. S-C-U-M, <laughs> as in scum, you know? And uh, when we say, one of us says that, says that word, you're going to not type in scum. You're going to type in the name of the game that we're talking about that moment. Send it uh, in an email to contest at rado.com, and you'll be entered to win the Azul uh, bundle here. Exactly, yes. So keep your ears peeled. One of us will say it at one point. You know where to send it. And uh, Azul Summer Pavilion could be on the way to you. And yes. uh, yeah, that's very, very cool. So um, with that out of the way, I believe we are ready to begin our penultimate countdown of the top 100 games of all time. Numbers 20 to 11. And I think like always, you're going to kick it off, right, Ruel? Yes, sir. I'm going to kick it off. Here we are. We're number 20. Okay, sure. Um, this game, let's get it ready here. Number 20 <clears throat> is, I mean, <clears throat> there's no doubt about this one. The yeah. huge influence this has had on the industry in the last few years. It is Wingspan, uh, designer Elizabeth Hargrave, published by Stonemeyer Games a few years ago. It's a game about birds, folks, and <laughs> I had no idea that I would be so into this theme. I remember when this came out, um, you know, Stonemaier announced it. I was like, oh, game about birds, that's cool, but I had no idea how good this game was going to be, and actually how fantastic this game was going to be. It's an engine-building game. It's a very simple, streamlined system where you're uh, drawing big from a big deck of bird cards. You're going to lay them out um, eventually in your you know playmat area there, as you can see you and uh, Jen playing there. Um, and you're going to get this engine going of, you know, uh, producing eggs for points. And some of those uh, birds are going to combo with other birds and you're going to roll dice <clears> for resources. And I mean, it's just a beautiful production from start to finish. The game is fantastic. Uh, I remember Jamie, he had, uh, interviewed or talked to uh, Elizabeth about this on one of the many interviews I've read about mm. this. I mean, you, you could have read about this game on the wall street journal folks. This yeah. is how big this game yes. got. Um, he was talking about, you know, how they love the engine building of Terraform Mars. And now it gave him the idea, why not have a big old deck of cards like that? But instead of like Terraform Mars, we're going to make it a little more accessible. And this game you can play in about an hour. And um, what I love most about this game is that theme really brought in, I feel like it brought in a whole new generation of gamers. Mm -hmm. People that normally wouldn't pick a game, a modern game up. They see, I mean, you can buy this at Target now, folks. Yeah. And it's like, oh, look, pretty birds. You get to the table, it's like, oh my gosh. I mean, we are giving folks a modern masterpiece, a modern classic in Wingspan. And that's why it's our number 20 Wingspan. Yep, just don't play it with Mandy Patinkin, apparently. <laughs> I was going to bring that up, too. <laughs> I love uh, if you if you don't know folks uh, Google on, on or check it out on YouTube uh, Mandy Patinkin trying to learn this with his family it's hilarious it is, but yeah. um, it doesn't take away from the fact that in my opinion this is a modern uh, classic yeah I, I completely agree absolutely fantastic brilliant uh, you know basically it's an engine building game where you're building three engines each one which produces something that the other two engines need trying to get all that stuff working and synchronicity but then burn beautiful birds yes. layered on top wonderful production absolutely yeah. fantastic uh, worthy and i do want to uh, bring up one uh, one mm. last thing about the game so the, uh, you know we're, we're all about uh, analog board games here i do want to shout out the the implementation they did on steam the app it is one of the most beautiful implementations of a game i've seen mm -hmm. it's absolutely gorgeous the animation the sound the music the sounds just oh 
Chef's it is, uh, yeah, folks. I almost put that video on for talking about this because I know you did a uh, a live stream of some other folks playing the digital implementation yeah. where, where the art of the of the cards literally comes to life as you play the cards. Yes. Really beautifully yeah. done. Yeah. Um, yeah. So cool. awesome. All righty. Well, cool. a, a, a wonderful number 20. But as far as I'm concerned, an even better 19 Manhattan Project Energy Empire, which uh, is yes. absolutely fantastic um oh boy where to start well basically uh I've, I've said this more than once and i will stand by it as far as it this is probably the best worker placement game i've ever played or the game uh, a nice big crunchy euro that leverages worker placement better than just about any other one i've ever done and um it's because of the really interesting um dynamics of how you place your workers out uh, essentially we are each player running a a modern real world country and economy trying to provide power for our people so our country and our society can succeed and so we are focusing on building power plants that will uh you know generate energy in lots of different ways but uh the beautiful thing about this game is as we start drafting cards that represent different means to an end whether it is you know building infrastructure whether it is investing in government that can do subsidies or, or what have you uh we we end up getting all these cards played in front of us they're different colors and we get to activate those cards when we send our workers to matching spaces on the board so it's a really interesting engine that we have built off to the side that is driven by our um uh, propensity to send our workers to different spots on the board so what if i've got an engine that I really want to run, but I don't want to do the actions that will run the engine and trying to, you know, build with your ultimate goal of really being efficient at all times is just absolutely stunning. Uh, the game is very thematic, heavily grounded. It's a wonderful production, uh, cool custom dice and all the rest of it. And uh, yeah, it's just one of Jen's and my favorites of all time. It's interesting. It's actually a sequel to a previous worker placement game called just Manhattan Project, which in and of its own right was a very, very sharp design. But that one was a bit too cutthroat for me and Jen. Um, Manhattan Project Energy Empire, which is set basically 60 years after the original game, took the cutthroat out really up to the engine building and the, the crisscross between worker placement and made one of the best games of all time number 19 the manhattan project energy empire nice 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 yeah i was wondering where this would land. i know how highly you think of this game. i and think very yeah, top 20 yeah definitely <laughs> cool awesome okay uh let's move on to our number 18 uh after that wonderful game this is one i know that you're going to appreciate our number 18 top 100 games of all time mm -hmm. roll for the galaxy. Mm -hmm. And we we're just talking about engine building. This one does it. Um, you're building the space empires folks. And with a bunch of dice and oh, gosh, I love this game. This was actually one of the first games I learned, uh, played when I got into the hobby. And honestly, it intimidated the heck out of me because all the, because uh, all the icons, Yes, I was like, I'd never played a game with this many icons, but once I got through the first couple of rounds, like, okay, things start making sense. Okay. Now we're doing, you know, we're taking actions behind our little screen. We're going to set up these things. What do I want to do the most action of? Do I want to get other dice that will help me on uh, different planets to develop them and settle them and so forth? Oh, it's wonderful, wonderful, wonderful. And there's nothing, uh, maybe it's just me. I'm biased because I love chucking dice. But there's nothing like the sound of that cup just shaking yeah. all those dice and splitting. It's so much fun. And, like, I love, love, love that you can play this game in, like, 30 minutes. I mean, it's it's pretty relatively quick. Oh, yeah, yeah, quick. yeah. I mean, for me and Jen. You know, especially for a two-player, right? Yeah, as a two-player um, game, we have it under 20 minutes. For us, it's almost yeah. a filler. Yeah, it's almost a filler, but boy, it's got a bunch of things going on here, which I love. It's interesting that we picked, uh, or at least uh, with Wingspan uh, 20, then here 18, 
another engine building game. I realized um, probably after this game, uh, you know, when I was still in the hobby, that hey, I like engine building. I think it's neat. I'm not the best at it. I, you know, <laughs> I, I sometimes I fail to get my engine going, but I do really enjoy the process of you know setting something up where it'll start cranking out resources in a, a manner that I can use for uh, later on, and really you know focus on trying to you know be efficient as possible and get those victory points. And as you can see, they're building a space empire that yeah. will rule the universe by being the first to the allotted victory point total. And that's why I start number eighteen. Roll for the galaxy. I, I agree completely. Both my, my wife and I love this to pieces. This is in Jen's top 10. This might be, this might at this point be her number one game of all time. Certainly in her top oh, wow. five. Uh, it's in my top 20 as well. So yeah, it definitely belongs here. Such an amazing game. Although, yes. if I were to complain about anything, oh my God, this game is so hard to teach. This has got to be one of yes. the hardest games out there to teach by yeah. far. And that's... I, I really, uh, and that's, uh, you know, that's why I wanted to tell that story about when I first learned the game as yeah. a new gamer. It was intimidating, you know, trying to figure out all these icons and stuff, and it really took me a while to get it. But, you know, week after week at the, the same game night that I would go, I kept asking, can we play it again? Can I, because I knew it was, it just felt like a good game, and it felt, it was really satisfying to build that engine. And by the time I finally learned it, it's like, oh, this is, oh, it's a great game. And it, it's still one of my favorites. Actually, there's a variant, too, on BGG that you can play solo, friends. And it's a, it's a really easy variant. Oh, really? Uh, solo but it's fun yeah it captures the spirit of the game without having to do too much ai work so definitely check that out if you're on bgg folks that's a uh, roll for the galaxy the solo variant all right and just roll for the galaxy our number 18 both agreed yes. one of the best of all time uh last question about it does it supply well no i can't i was gonna ask does this play a race for the galaxy for you but i wouldn't want to give away future entries on the list so we'll just let that lie yeah. for now we we shall let that lie for now yes. okay then let's move on quickly before we get into spoiler territory, <laughs> to our number 17. And, I mean, this is all engine building today, folks, because number 17 oh. is Dominion. Um, yes. And, you know, it's interesting. I often refer to Dominion and other deck builders like it as kind of um, broken engine building games. Because um, Dominion, which, of course, really is such a transformative game. You know, it's uh, so well-loved. Uh, you know, it's gotten, what, now 14, 15 different expansions? I just got a new one in the mail within the last few weeks. I can't wait to give it a go. Um, oh, but wow. at its heart, you just have a deck of cards. And uh, you start out with a deck full of cards. They're just money, and you can use that money to buy other cards from a public display, and you throw those cards in, and then once your deck is emptied out, you shuffle up the deck, start drawing cards again, and hope that the cards you bought will show up in the right place at the right time with the right combination of other cards so that you can actually run your engine effectively. But as often the case, that's why I say it's a broken engine, because there's all these really good things in there. If I got these two cards and at the same time, it would be amazing. But those two cards never seem to show up. What what kind of engine am I making for myself? It's so brilliant. And it's actually interesting to me. When I was setting this up this morning, I realized I have never actually done a run-through for Dominion. I almost feel like I don't need to because everybody's wow. played it, right? Um, actually, what we're looking at today on is uh, on screen is from a wonderful YouTube channel, Shelfside. I subscribe to him. I recommend everybody yes. do. Ash and Daniel, they uh, really dive deep uh, in their reviews. I mean, they are not just quick in and out, and they're funny, and they have a wide variety of stuff. I love Shelfside to pieces. Cannot recommend them. Uh, everybody, go and subscribe, but uh, and watch their uh, video of Dominion. Uh, they do a better job than me of explaining it, but. I mean, this game spawned an entire genre. There have now been hundreds of deck builders and hundreds more games that have taken ideas from deck builders. And while this was not the first game to actually 
create a deck builder. I believe the old StarCraft board game um, actually had some basic deck building, and maybe a few other ones before that. But still, it uh, is incredibly influential, and it keeps reinventing itself year after year after year. Every time there's a new expansion, I think, oh, well, okay, this is going to be the one where they're just phoning it in. And every time, no! They are still finding new ways to mix it up and give us completely new and interesting twists, which inevitably, after Dominion does it, a couple of years later, you'll start seeing those twists appear in other games too. Yes. Because it's just, I mean, it's it's such a perfect, simple, elegant idea. The core game, its uh, rules are described as A, B, C, um, action by... And clean up, right? Clean up. And, yeah, that's the yep. whole turn, and yep. it's just fast, it's fun. Again, don't take my word for it. Go watch the shelf side video. I mean, these guys are hilarious, and again, really, really do wonderful deep dives on their games. Highly recommend them. Highly recommend number 17, Dominion. Yeah, uh, such a hugely influential uh, influential game in it. And, you know, as we get higher and higher on the list here, we're going to see these type of games that, you know, have spawned entire genres of games and you know as far as pure deck building i mean it doesn't get much better than dominion yeah. great great choice and here's what's funny uh, so you know uh folks if you're watching this for the first time we don't actually know what's on each other's mm -hmm. list as we combine this right right and uh we have someone else uh, uh you know go through them and combine the list and then we put it together and so i think it's really interesting that number 17 is a deck builder and our number 16 game is also a deck builder. really Okay. Yes, and this one I ranked this very highly. It is baseball highlights twenty forty five. Okay. Y'all, okay. if y'all yep. know me, I'm a huge baseball fan. I'm go Dodgers, LA for life, and I love deck building, and I love the way Mike Fitzgerald implements it here in baseball highlights. It is almost a perfect game for me. It's one of those games that really the theme comes out dramatically <laughs> in this. I mean, all it, it, it's so it's, it blows me away that you you're gonna play six cards. That's it. For one little baseball game, and it totally feels like a baseball game. There's tension, there's big swings, there are, you know, uh, really cool plays that happen um, defensively and offensively. And the, to, to capture that in six cards, again, <laughs> mind blown. Yes. But I love it. Uh, you and your opponent, it's uh, it can play up to four, but honestly, at its heart, it's a two-player game or a great solo game. Uh, your managers of your baseball team, you're going to start with, you know, like your starting deck, right? These are your, you know, standard uh, vets and rookies. And then each, after each mini game that you play, you're going to draft uh, some free agents. And that's where you're going to get your game, your team is going to get stronger. You're going to be able to, you know, crush more home runs or strike out more batters. And there's this really cool thing that they do in this where yeah. I play a card and it's going to have an immediate action or some of them do. And that's going to resolve immediately. And then sometimes you'll have a card that can counter that immediately. Other times it doesn't. And you just play it as a standard, uh, you know, uh, uh, duel and stuff. Oh, yeah. It gosh, is a two player I, game specifically, right? Uh, it, it's, it says one to four on the box. Oh, really? But honestly, I would never want to play it more than two. Yeah. Like with three or four, I think it's like this round robin tournament style. Okay, I, I honestly okay. don't know. That they just I, try yeah. to make it. I think it takes away from four. it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think it works better thematically as a two-player because you're a manager versus a manager, right? Mm -hmm. And um, the solo game's great and really easy to implement. You know, you're just playing against a deck of free agents. But I, I absolutely love this game. And what I love about it most, uh, Richard, is the fact that if even if you don't like baseball, you can still appreciate the design of this game. Uh, my friend Daryl, a good friend of mine, my main gaming buddy, uh, I, I'm looking at the video here. I, yes. I, I just saw <laughs> yep. Puppet. Uh, <laughs> That's Benny like, the Bear yeah, makes a, a special guest appearance in the R&R &R show. <laughs>
Yeah. Um, uh, my good friend, uh, Daryl B. Gaiman, he and I play this game all the time. We love it. We have this ongoing, like, you know, uh, battle that we do. And he doesn't like baseball at all. He's That's not a exactly fan. what I was just about to ask. Because yes. obviously, if you love baseball, you have to play, and board games, you have to play this game. But so your friend yep. doesn't. Yep. And I've and he's not the only one. I've played with plenty of people over the years that do not like baseball, yet they love this game and they'll play it anytime with me. I love it when oh they, they are baseball fans because you know you really can get into the minutia of baseball. Hey, here's where I'm gonna play this card or I've I've gone gone for the hit and run here. Oh, it captures everything I love about baseball. It does deck building so well, and that's why it's our number sixteen baseball highlights twenty. All right. 45. And you know what? When you said up front that, um, you know, I, I, I shouldn't be very many surprises. Maybe you'll surprise me a couple times. If I thought about it, yes, I would have known this was on your list because I yeah. do know. I've never heard you talk about it before, but I mean, if you love baseball and you love uh, deck builders, I mean, you have to play it. It's I, I have yeah. also played it myself, and it is, you're right, absolutely brilliant. So well done. So yeah. simple and elegant a system. And like you said, it just captures the American pastime just so brilliantly. Yeah. Even if it is about a bunch of robots and androids playing, because it's set in the year 2045, but that's almost... I mean, yeah. it could be set today. It's not like, don't walk away from thinking, yeah. oh, it's a science fiction. No, they just did that for funny art. It's... Um, yeah. yeah. Or, and maybe to and broaden it, I wonder. To make uh, people who... I, people like me who would say, well, okay, I'm not interested because I don't like baseball, but oh, robot baseball, maybe. It's interesting. Yeah, yeah I never thought I, about that. I think that. you're right. That... that yeah, that could be part of it, too. I think just to broaden the appeal even more. So those are the people who are like, ah, baseball, whatever. But yeah, like you said, sci-fi robots uh, hitting baseballs. I, I can get into that. Yep. So uh, yeah, a really, really cool uh, little clever theme. Good call. And our engine builder streak continues. But I will now have to break the streak uh, with ah. our number 15, uh, one of my favorites of all time, Key Flower. And now, I suppose some people might argue that Keyflower is a uh, is a deck builder, but or I'm sorry, not a deck builder, an engine builder. But I don't tend to think so. Uh, it 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 is interesting in what it does, but uh, at its heart, this is a um, oh gosh, there's so many things. Basically, at its heart, every player has a bunch of colorful little meeples, and those meeples for the most part, are just workers. You send them out to tiles so they will gather resources um, or tiles that will allow them to transport those goods from one place to another. Or once the goods get where they need to go, you will actually convert them into other things that ultimately lead you to victory points. Very standard Euro. And you could treat... I mean, you have all these tiles laid out on the board. You could just start sending your workers out there and start activating all those tiles and getting what you want. But instead, those workers are also functionally currency because this is an auction game more than anything else instead of sending my workers out to the tiles that are on the center of the board and put them on the tile to do the action i can put them next to the tile to make a bid so that that um building will ultimately come and be part of my little village and um and so if i put a single blue on my side of the tile that means i'm bidding one blue worker on this and now that i bid blue this is a blue tile if anybody else wants to bid on that tile they have to bid with their own blue workers um but maybe they don't have enough to bid and they know oh crap he's about to get this tile it's about to disappear well i do have one blue worker before it goes i'll at least before it goes to my village i'll at least send my worker out to do the action of that tile, knowing that the other player is eventually going to get it away. But then a third player might say, oh, I'll bid three blue workers to get this tile, and they end up getting it. And the interesting thing that happens is the player who was actually putting their workers on the tile to not bid and get the action later on down the road, 
but just to do the action right now, because I need to do the action right now, the workers of that player end up going home with the player who won the bid for the tile. So you've got this really interesting interplay between players. Every worker has so much in consideration, whether you're going to use it as a worker, whether you're going to use it to bid, um, whether you're going to use it as a worker on your own tiles that you have collected on previous turns, and balancing all that, knowing that at the end of the round, all players are going to get a new influx of additional meeples in all kinds of colors, just the crunchiness and depth of this game just goes deep, deep, deep. And um, I have to admit, I would pretty much only want to play this as a two-player game because the more players you play with, the longer it gets because everybody is just crunching over time because there's so much depth. Every decision you make is so important. Especially because, as part of setup, you end up getting a handful of tiles that you won't be able to add to your village until the end of the game that if you do, they will be getting bonus points. The tricky thing is, I might say, oh, I've got this one that wants me to have lots of green workers. Okay, I know I have to really focus on that throughout the game. Um, at the end of the game, somebody might outbid me for that tile and I end up not even getting it. So I have to be planning long-term. Everything is about the short-term tactical responses to a very highly interactive... Um, oh, what do you call it? Uh, um, what's the word? Uh, auction. But then... Equal focus on the really in-depth long-term strategy because you know before the game even starts what it is you're trying to achieve by the end of the game. But you don't know 100% certain if you will be able to achieve them because if you haven't set yourself up for success. The game is brilliant on so many levels. It's gotten a bunch of expansions, a bunch of spin-offs over the year. And I think that really speaks to just how incredibly sharp the design is. Oh, and then on top of all everything else that it does, it's also a really engaging tile-laying game too. Because when you get the tiles and add them to your village, there are roads. And you need to make sure that the roads are connecting all the different tiles in such a way that the goods generated over here at this quarry can make it over here to this workshop so that you can actually use them. And you have to spend time and energy moving the goods around as well. So, it's got worker placement, auction, tiling, pick up and deliver. It's one of the greatest games of all time because it's so deep, so rich, and just so genre-breaking the way it meshes all this stuff together. I love it ever so much. Number 15, Keyflower. I love the fact that just that video that's from the OG back in <laughs> Malta, correct? And it it, it just it, it says something though, right? That you're looking at this video and it's still to this day it yes. holds its place amongst the greatest of all time. Yep. I think it says a lot about the legs it has and why it why it is uh, so widely highly regarded. Yep. Uh, great choice. Yeah, Keyflower, nice. Cool, cool, cool. Um I'm going to switch things up a little bit. I'm going from uh Keyflower to yeah. our number 14 which is Ameritrash at its heart. And I love this game so much. Star Wars okay. Rebellion. Yeah, so of course, you knew there was, I was I, there's no way I was not going to have baseball highlights 24 or 5 on this list. There was also no way in heck that I was going to ha not have star, a Star Wars game on here. And in this case, it's the best Star Wars game that's available. Star Wars Rebellion. Um, you know, it's, it's big. It's epic. It's a two-player game. It says it can play up to four, just like baseball highlights. But you know what? This is a two-player game. One player is the Empire. The other, those rebel scum. You know, that, that's what you're playing. And you're this captures everything about the, 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 the whole scope of Star Wars. Rebels versus um, the Empire. And you're just trying to... Uh, when you're on the Imperial side, you're trying to find that, that hidden rebel base. Yep. Can you find it? And can you take care of it before the game ends? And as the Rebels, you're trying to hide. You do not, you know, you're trying to stay away from Darth Vader and all his minions and, you know, trying to survive um, by completing missions 
And as you can see, Shay there, I mean, I, I, I'd love to play this game with Shay. I think this is, I know this is his jam as oh, well. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it's kind of, you know, it's funny. I remember my friend Patrick, uh, he's the one I play this game with the most. Um, he described to me, he's like, you know what, Real? This sort of reminds me of uh, like a two-player Twilight Imperium. I was like, really? And I've sure never heard enough, anybody make that up, but it makes perfect yeah, sense. I, yeah, I, I was, yeah, I was really surprised. And actually, it's sort of apt because it's an area control game. Uh, you got a lot of, it's a lot of card-driven uh, things. You have, you know, your secret missions to do. You have all these different characters. And at its heart, I feel like there's a little bit of that Twilight Imperium, you know, grand epic scope to it. Um, you are not playing this game in 45 minutes. It's at least two and a half hours, <laughs> three hours. So that part of it is true. So it's not going to be for everyone, but I think as far as Star Wars is concerned, this captures so much of it. Um, you know, trying to, uh, you know, step yourself. So you're trying to protect planets, you know, if you're the uh, rebels, but also if you're the Imperials, you're trying to crank out more TIE fighters, crank out more, you know, uh, ships so you can go find those pesky, you know, rebels and uh, ultimately destroy them. Um, it's almost like this really killer game of hide and seek. If you think yeah. about it, right. You got mm -hmm. a little hidden movement. Uh, you can move things. And I love uh, Shay's video. It has the pew pew uh, right there. Um, <laughs> gosh, I, I, I can, I, I love this game. I, it's one of those games too, where the epicness of it really comes through in the gameplay. And, you know, when I play with my buddy Patrick, we always get together at his house to play this, and he's got the Star Wars soundtracks playing in the background. He has painted all the minis, and, you know, I'm going to wear my uh, Wookiee uh, hoodie to that day, that game day, and oh, it's so much fun. And that's why it's our number 14, Star Wars Rebellion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very well-loved game. Um, I, I, I guess, I mean, I tend to think of it as, like, one big, gigantic, epic Star Wars what-if. What if yeah. Princess Leia had grown up on Tatooine? What if yes. Luke had be um, joined the Empire? You know, I mean, all, because it's just all the pieces are there, and based on the choices you and your opponent make, it's just like, well, they just all get cobbled together. It could end up recreating the original uh, New Hope, or you could create something completely oh. different. Um, yeah. And yeah, it is yeah. very impressive. Just the thematic verisimilitude, just what a great job they do of making it. It always feels like, yeah, this is how Star Wars could have gone. Uh, as it tells yeah. these big, epic, grandiose stories. Yeah, I, I love that you br uh, brought that up too. Yeah, because the, it's very cinematic in, in the gameplay. Yes. Like it really does capture, you know, uh, the the heart and the soul of Star Wars. But yeah, you are making your own adventure there, and yeah, I love it so much. It's uh, one of the greatest uh, two player games of all time, in my, in my opinion. So that's our number fourteen, Star Wars Rebellion. Wow. Okay. Well, number thirteen. Um, I started out doing engine builders. I, I think I'm now kind of on an auction kick because after uh, uh, Keyflower, I'm gonna continue with, as far as I'm concerned, an even greater auction game, number 13 on the list, Peleponese, which is definitely a lesser-known game uh, from, from a small little independent German publisher, and it's uh, absolutely fantastic. Uh, it, it tells definitely Dawn of Humanity, prehistory-style fight for survival. And at its heart, it is a very big, um, lots of moving pieces, auction game. Every round, there's going to be a bunch of tiles that come out that are different ways that our pre, um, our, our, our caveman era civilizations can grow and thrive. We're just starting to develop buildings and various technologies, or we're claiming land to have more arable farm uh, territory. So I guess this must be around 10,000 years ago, around the birth of, you know, the, uh, the age of agriculture. But um, every round, we are slowly revealing these little tokens uh, randomly from a face-down pile that's getting us closer and closer to different catastrophes. Um, earthquakes, droughts, uh, storms, pestilence, 
you know, um, decline of our civilization. And it won't be until three of those tokens come out that the terrible thing will hit everybody. And so at the end of every round, okay, we flip one of these and we're like, oh, okay, yeah, maybe there's gonna be some drought in our future. Maybe not, I'm not really. Oh, the second drought came out. Okay, next round we could have drought and I will lose half of all my land. Okay, what can I do? Um, because every step of the way, the stuff uh, is uh, the tiles that come out are things that we are going to bid on, much like um, Keyflower before it. And every round, each player is going to end up getting a new tile for themselves and extend their civilization, either adding more land or adding more technology, one or the other. And I mean, you could really be focusing on trying to grab the tiles that will protect you from the upcoming disasters, or you could protect your uh, protect yourself by saying, "Oh, look, I've got so much of this stuff. I don't mind if I lose a little bit of." land. Yeah, let the droughts come or the pestilence or whatever it might be. Um, so there is so much to think about because there's always this sort of Damocles over your head just at any given time. I mean, you, know, you could just get ripped apart and you can push your luck and hope for the best. But really, smart play means long-term planning to be prepared for whatever might come. And so coming back to the center of the game, every round there's going to be an auction. Everybody's going to get a tile. And the thing that's so brilliant about these auctions, it's so nail-biting is, and I love love so much more than regular auctions. And this, including um, Keyflower before it is, this is a, I don't know what you call it, a once and done, a once around auction, where uh -huh. there will only be one round of bidding. Your first bid is your last bid. So if you want that tile, you better bid appropriately. You can't say, well, I'll just go on ahead and bid one, and maybe you'll bump it to two, and then I'll go to three, and then we'll go to four, and we'll eventually get there. No, there is no time for that. If I want that tile, I have to bid as low as I can to hold on to my meager resources, but high enough to scare you away, to keep you away from it. And um, so I have to work so hard. I can't, it isn't slowly revealed over the course of the round how much everybody values everything. I have to know, what is the likelihood somebody's going to try and steal this from me? Does anybody need this? Um, because, hey, it's one that's going to protect us from the flood. Probably a lot of people need it. But you know what? I don't even care about that one because I prepared for the flood in different ways. So I can focus on this other one and maybe get away with it because people are going to fight over that flood. But I lied. I say it's a once around, but not exactly because I put a bid in on something. I bid two coins or whatever, and then somebody outbids me with four coins. They could go to three, but they're going to four because then they know nobody else is going to want to jump to five, right? So you always bid as high as you can. I've now got loose coins, and I can send those two that I got outbid to another tile somewhere else. And maybe that was my plan all along. Maybe I just wanted to bump that flood protection that I know you needed and knowing full well what I'm really doing, I'm putting the two there because I need to put two to get this other tile over here. I know you're going to bump me. I'm making you pay more and then I'll get what I really wanted. And then on top of all of that, if... If that just gives you hives thinking about all the mind games and the, the, the strategies and, and all that, there's another option too. Because every round when new tiles come out, there are ones that are available to bid on, but then there are tiles in the conquest row. And those ones you can just buy. So every, uh, this is an auction where you can say, okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to engage in an auction. I'm going to try and bid. I'm going to try and be smart and outplay my opponents. Or I can say, to heck with all that. I'm just going to go to the really expensive aisle at the um, prehistoric grocery store and just get exactly what I need and nobody can take it away from me. But you'll go broke very fast doing that. But sometimes that's what you need to do because you can't risk somebody else taking something from you. So it's a fast game. You're constantly um, you know, accruing all kinds of resources. There's tons to think about. Uh, the game has actually had a bunch of expansions over the years because, again, this is like a little passion project from a small independent publisher called um, 
Iron Games, Iron Games, and I cannot recommend it enough. Uh, it is definitely one that has flown under the radar, but people who know it love it to pieces. If you love auctions that are incredibly tension-filled, if you love a game that can be harsh and punishing if you don't prepare and, um, and, and make you suffer... Uh, well, and then you're like me, I guess, and you will probably also <laughs> love our number 13, Peloponnese. Yeah, I've been I've been dying to play this game ever since. Actually, we talked about this, I think, when we first started uh, working together like, over a year ago. You had mentioned this. I think it was our like top games outside of the BGG 3000 or something like mm -hmm. that. Yeah, or, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. I, I forgot. Maybe like underrated games and... Just the fact that they're like, oh, how all the stuff going on here. I, I, I dig that whole you know auction mechanism, and um, I'm assuming it's out of print right now. Is that right? Or can, I think there... it's it's I mean, it's I I can't imagine you would be able to get it at any local game store or any online store, but I believe yeah. it is perpetually available directly from the publisher. Again, you know, it's oh, a small okay. little independent publisher, Iron Games. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm subscribed to the newsletter. I get a newsletter from them every month saying, hey, we're, make, we're making this available, we're making that available. So, I mean, you know, this is the very definition of boutique level. If you buy this yeah. game directly from the publisher, you are making dreams come true. You are supporting, um, you know, um, uh, it's uh, Burned Eisenstein is the sole proprietor oh, okay. artist yes. or, or not artist uh designer of the games and uh, i've yeah. met burn a few times at essen spiel he's a great guy very passionate and Peloponnese is it's the best auction game of all time quite frankly as far as i'm concerned awesome i cannot wait to play it um speaking of best of all time let's move on to our number 12 let's do uh, it this could easily yeah th this is uh, I, uh, you know, I talked about Ameritrash, my last pick. We're going Euro for this okay. one, number 12. I know you'll appreciate this one. The Castles of Burgundy. Oh, thank by you. The, yes, yes, yes. The yep. By the master, Stefan Feld. Um, I, I'm going to go back a little bit. This is another game that was early on in my uh, gaming, I, I don't know, career, I guess, or when I first got into the hobby. I was a little, I was intimidated by this one as well. I mean, I saw all these different colored tiles. I saw all these dice people using dice in ways I've never used them before in a game. I was like, whoa, wait, what? You can change the dice with these workers? What's going on here? And it turns out it's uh, it's a masterpiece of a design. Um, uh -huh. And, you know, for, for Stefan, for me, it's my favorite Stefan Feld game of all time. And, I, you know, I, I look at the, I think it came out in like 2011. Something I like just, that, I yeah. I feel like this mm -hmm. has been around forever. Okay. And yet, you know, it's still a relatively newish game. I mean, 10 years, I guess, but... You know, uh, you can see the new version here that you were playing. Yeah, this uh, was an Jen anniversary right edition that came out a few years ago. Yeah, that's right. I, I love that edition. You know, as much as I complain about Steffenfeld as far as like colorblind uh, accessibility, that doesn't stop me from playing this game. I, you know, I went out on my old copy. And I made it colorblind accessible by <laughs> marking everything down with a pen. This is blue. This is green because yep, yep, yep. that's how darn good this game is. Yeah. I mean, uh, you're you're laying down tiles in your little uh, your little um, fiefdom here and trying to you know expand your empire or whatever. And you're using the dice that you got uh, to grab uh, goods and resources and everything else. And oh, it's just it's so good. Everything's intertwined and it just works so well together. Uh, it's just a beautiful game. Now, play this at four. I, I don't really like it at four. I love it at two. I think two player is yeah. like a really sweet spot for this game. I think four, it goes a little too long for what it is. I mean, I'll still play it at four, but I prefer two uh, at most. I um, completely agree. But Do not I, play I Burgundy you're... at four unless it's for experienced players. Exactly. Yeah, otherwise, agreed. it is uh, long. Yeah, it, it is much longer. And um, yeah, I just... I love this game so much, and it could have easily been ranked higher. But there, I there are even I, there are other games that we can that we'll talk about. But this is 
In my uh, my opinion, Steffenfeld's masterpiece. That's why it's our number twelve, The Castles of Burgundy. Yep. Yeah, it's interesting. Um, what we're doing today, folks, is this is a mishmash of my favorite games of all time and Rel's favorite games of all time. In case it wasn't obvious, we send our list to a third party who adjudicates and makes sure that there's no overlaps and whatnot. And I mention all this because um, Castle of Burgundy is my favorite Feld of all time as well. I said in a few episodes back, we weren't done with Feld because, of course, yep. Burgundy was coming. And what's sur- the only thing that surprised me is it's you talking about this today. Because if it's you talking, that means you rated it slightly higher than I did. And that, Ooh. yeah. And this wow. is one of my favorite games of all time. It's felled at his absolute best. And oh, I, 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 I actually, this so warms the cockles of my heart and makes me love you even more, man, that you rate Burgundy higher than I do. And it's my favorite game of all time. So well played, sir. Oh my gosh, Castle Thank of Burgundy. You. Thank you. And was, for, uh, for folks, lie, was- oh, what's that? I was just going to say, I'm not going to lie, I was super excited about this episode because I knew you were going to love my pick. Oh, yeah, 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 totally, totally. Like I said, I'm just surprised it's you talking about it instead of me because I figured for sure, I mean, I knew you liked it too, but I thought I would rank it higher than you. You rank it higher than me. That is mind-blown. It's fantastic. uh, The other thing I wanted to mention, there are now basically three looks to Burgundy. There's the classic look, which is the one you talked about that you literally had to take a Sharpie to, and then there's what I just showed in the video, the anniversary edition that came out a few years ago, and I believe... Coming soon to GameFound, there is oh, going to yeah. be a new Super Duper Deluxe, completely revamped, includes actual minis, and really stunningly gorgeous artwork version coming soon. I cannot wait. I am literally salivating with excitement Same. and enthusiasm for the future of Burgundy. I, I know Burgundy's yes. been around forever, but Burgundy keeps reinventing itself, and I can't wait to see yeah. what's next. Number 12. Uh, agreed. And You know, since we're on the topic of Castle Burgundy, let's talk about real quickly yeah. the, di- the uh, Roll and Write version and the card game version, okay let's just so let's, let's enjoy all burgundy all the time all burgundy all the time I, I i don't know about you i i enjoy them both yes um i probably i really i think they both capture the feel and the yes. flavor of the the original in in different ways as well a card-based one and then the rolling right i i think they're both wonderful i i completely agree um the card-based one is basically everything you get from burgundy in about half the time Although, yeah. actually, surprisingly, more table real estate. The weirdest thing about yeah, Castle yeah. Burgundy, the, the card one thing game, I don't is, like about the it's card so game. Huge. It's a huge table hog. <laughs> and then, yeah, and then uh, Castle of Burgundy, the dice game, which is a very fast little, super efficient roll and write that uh, yeah. d- uh, really just focuses on the, the tile laying aspect of the game is brilliant. I love right. all the Burgundies. Um, and I have uh, the, the, the offshoot, Castles of Tuscany, which is basically like yeah. a stripped down, streamlined version of Burgundy as well. Can't right. get enough. But Agreed. in spite of all that, in spite of my deep love for it, I rank even higher, number 11, on our list, Nations. And, oh my gosh, this game is always been um, so near and dear to my heart. I love it to pieces. Uh, it is a game about, you know, early dawn of civilization. Uh, you know, I just had another one of those a little bit ago with Peloponnese. Although this one is one of those ones, like, through the ages or whatnot, or, you know, Sid Meier civilization that tracks uh, mankind's origins all the way up to the modern day, or almost to the modern day, as we go through different eras, and we are constantly running into, um, you know, different real world historical people places and things and kind of like 
um, Star Wars, we talked about earlier how that's just kind of like, oh, it takes all these things and hodgepodge them and you end up getting to tell a new story. This creates a new history for humanity where, um, you know, uh, Confucius was actually an Islamic scholar because that's just how it kind of worked out in your world that you have evolved over time. And I love, I mean, just as I, I absolutely love that kind of storytelling. I, I love saying, well, you know, um, you know, based on my ancient Persian empire, how did it grow? What did I focus on? What, um, Abraham Lincoln, um, you know, uh, you know, came from Persia. Who knew? I mean, I, I, me, I love that. I know some people dislike it. I think it's part of the fun. But put all of that aside, because at the end of the day, pretty much all civilization games, if they want to have real world historical elements, you end up in that situation. That's fun. It's fine. But let's talk about the gameplay. This is what would you even call it? I guess its number one mechanism is card drafting, because every round there is a grid of cards, and players are going to take turns grabbing them and adding them to their own player mat. And um, you know the the ones that are higher up in the grid cost a little bit more, and so there's a lot of tension because every round a, a big flop. It's like I forget it's different based on the number of players. I think it's anywhere from nine to sixteen cards comes out every round, and players are just going to take turns grabbing them and watching their civilization grow in very thematic, historically grounded ways that are really satisfying. And these cards represent all different kinds of things. Ancient wonders of the world, technological advancement, great cities, um, colonies, uh, you know, depending on what type of, uh, of, of direction that your um, civilization is going to take. But all of these cards don't do anything unless we people them. And so we have a big collection of meeples. And um, we can take these meeples and assign them to all these cards so they will get to work, um, you know, doing the technologies or harvesting the resources that we need or whatever it might be. But you never have enough of these meeples to really activate everything you want to do. And also, the more meeples that you have applied to these cards, the more you um, resources they are going to suck up because you have to keep them fed and happy and alive. And if you don't, well, they, things will not go very well for you. And I, at its heart, there's nothing really game-breaking. I mean, or I'm sorry, not game-breaking, genre-breaking about this. This is all pretty straightforward stuff. Uh, you know, it's not like, oh my gosh, it's an auction game where the workers are your bidding chips. Or It's nothing like that. Everything here is just done pretty straightforwardly. It's the way it all comes together. Although I will say there is one thing that I think is absolutely brilliant that I think puts this above all other civilization games, and it's the way it handles warfare. Because, of course, a civilization game, you, I mean, you, if you want to capture the full sweep and scope of human history, you... Kind of got to pay attention to that too. So some of the cards that can be drafted for will actually start wars that will be resolved at the end of the current era we're in, after we're done drafting all cards. And as soon as somebody grabs one of those cards, based on their current military might, they create a target that every other player has to hit. Any other player who doesn't get their military up that high by the end of the round is going to suffer some setbacks. Um, or alternatively, you can say, I don't care about uh, military at all. I instead will focus on ensuring my country internal stability will be high enough by the time we hit the end of the round so that, yeah, even though the war would hit us because we didn't have a strong military, we don't care. We can slough it off because we're such a strong, stable society. And I absolutely love that, that there is this sense of war. And it's a direct comparison because if somebody with a really weak military is the first to, you know, if, if you have a really weak military, you might want to grab that um, army card right off the gate, knowing full well that, oh, you're going to create a military campaign that nobody else cares about because everybody's strong enough to avoid 
avoid this. You took it as a protective defensive mechanism so that nobody else could take it and then put the screws to you because all of a sudden, crap, I now I've got to deal with this. Now there's a third way to deal with them, which is, okay, I don't care about my stability. I don't care about my military. I have just ignored both of those and I focus so much on, I'm back to engine building, by the way, but to the engine of my society can produce so much stuff because we haven't focused on these other things, you know, trying to make a more stable gover- government, trying to make a stronger military. We just trying to make the people happier. We've got so much that we can afford to lose a little bit. And again, I love this. It's so simple and clean and um, captures history in a really smart thematic way without requiring what pretty much all of Nation's competitors do, which is eventually, sooner or later, I'm going to start destroying your stuff. I'm going to start stealing things from you. And this game doesn't do that. It is an indirect way of capturing warfare that I think works and is smart. And then it does everything else a civilization game should do. Just, you know, best of class. It is absolutely phenomenal. I'm just talking about it now. It just makes me want to play it so much. Because I know at the end of a session, we will have gone through such an incredibly epic rise of of humanity, rags to riches story, um, with all kinds of interesting twists along the way. It's absolutely phenomenal. Number 11 on the list, Nations. Wow, nice choice. Uh, quick question. Have you played yes. Nations the Dice Game? Yes, I have. And the Nations the Dice Game is very nice. Although, I would strongly recommend Nations the Dice Game with the Dynasties expansion. Because one thing I didn't say about Nations, it's very important too. Everybody gets to have a uh, starting uh, you know, um, society, ancient world society. And there are options where everybody has the exact same starting setup, or everybody has a really unique variable setup with di- focuses on different strengths and weaknesses. And um, oh, we have no military, but we're really good at building wonders or whatever it might be. When you get the Nation Dice Game Dynasties expansion, it brings that unique variable. Everybody has a, a, a you know their own unique special thing and really yeah. elevates that game too. Nice. Awesome. Wow. We are getting close to the top 10, friends. That's it. Wow. Yes. We have just what? finished the Penultimate Amazing. Edition and now we're going to be jerks because we're going to put it on hold for a few weeks. Hey, we will not be back um, for three more weeks. All right, yeah. Somebody, audience says something. What is it, audience? Um, oh. All right. Hey, listen. All right. Um, somebody said. Hey, listen. Who did that? Uh, dice is the expansion of the core game, not the dice. Oh, I call, I misspoke. Well, oh. quick. Uh, Goblin, what is the correct one? If it's not Dynasties. I, I, yeah, I know there's an expansion for the yeah, Dynasties. Yeah, I, I, I just, you're right. And Dynasties, I, right. I, I don't mind going yeah. back and saying it correctly, but you got to tell me, which one was it? Dynasties for the girl. Unrest is for the dice. Unrest. Okay, cool, cool, cool. Okay. All right, let me. Uh, Thank you. All right. What was I just saying? Oh, that we're. we're oh, for a couple, I was just. I was just about to lead into the. Um, the hey, remember secret word thing? Yep. All right. Well, you know, I'll just say. Oh, yeah. Well, okay. What? Hold on. All right. Wait, wait, wait! Breaking news, folks. In case you didn't know, we were actually streaming this live in front of an internet audience on uh, May seventeenth, twenty twenty-two, and the audience just wanted to inform me that I'm a doofus. They wanted to play the uh, the role of Apollo today and point out Dynasties is the expansion for Nations. It was the Unrest expansion for Nations the Dice Game. Very important. Don't get Nations yes. the Dice Game and then Dynasties the expansion because the two will not work well Whoops. together. 
<laughs> um, so thank you, audience, for pointing that out. And now, yeah. uh, what were we just saying? Oh, right, okay. So we will do the ultimate edition of this, I believe, three weeks from now. Because next week we're doing a, hey, what's what's new in the world of gaming? And then we're doing a Kickstarter roundup. So we'll be back soon with the final top ten, the ultimate edition. Yes. But that's a bit in the future. The question for today is, folks, did you hear one of us say the secret word? Did you hear some of a talk about scum? And if so, what was the game? And if you figured that out, you know what to do. Send the name of that game as your subject to uh, contest at rotto.com to enter to win a copy of the excellent Azul Summer Pavilion. Right. All okay. Right. So, I think that's it, Ruel. Did I miss anything? No, that was that's everything we got to do. And uh, wow, uh, amazing games again that we yes. talked about. I am I am super excited to come back. Well, we'll be back next week, but for the I want to see this top ten. This top ten is going to be amazing. I am still flummoxed that you're the one who pulled Burgundy. I thought that's mine. I saw when he when he sent me because basically, folks. Whatever it was, six months ago, we sent our list to our friend, and he's just giving them back to us, you know, every week. We just see these the night before, and I'm like, oh, I guess I'm not talking about Burgundy this week. I guess, oh, I guess Burgundy must have been in my top, uh, you know, in my top five or something. Top, is that right? Yeah. And then I was like, and when then you start talking about, it, I'm like, no, you stole my Phil Thunder. How dare you, sir? But uh, yeah. it, it makes me so happy too. So it, it does. Yeah. Yes, agreed. And I'm sure that uh, I'm sure there'll be like one or two surprises uh, in the top. 10. I imagine so. I imagine so. Yeah. Okay, yeah, folks. Can't wait. Well, that was it. I want to say thank you to Ruel for, and thanks everybody for watching. Uh, and uh, join us again next week when we'll be talking about all other kinds of fun R&R stuff. Have a nice day, everybody. Talk to you later. So long. Uh, Bye-bye. Uh, hello. Okay. And hello. Good uses of the hey listens. I'm glad. um, Yeah, that was fantastic. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. If you catch me and stuff like that, definitely. I do not mind saying, oh, oh, breaking news, folks. I'm an idiot. The audience has corrected me again. Totally cool. Totally cool. And that means the way I could do that there is I don't have to remember what I was just saying. I will just literally acknowledge the fact that the live audience interrupted me. So easy Yeah, I thought that was great that I did that. That was perfect. Cool. Okay. We got a, a little time for some Q&A? Yes, I, I believe you said there were quite a few questions, right? Yeah. All right, well, so then uh, hit me with your best I'll, shot. Let's see. Here's a random one. A random question from Mom Gamer. What do you enjoy the most, breakfast, lunch, or dinner? Wow. Wow. Do you have an answer for that? I'm really close between breakfast and dinner. Um, I yeah. <sighs> breakfast has bacon. I, yeah. Dinner right? has ice cream. Well, that's really dessert. She didn't say uh, desserts. So if you take that's out true. desserts, then it's breakfast. Um, yeah. You know, I mean, Jen does so many wonderful things with our home-raised eggs from our 16 chickens. Nice. Uh, she does so many yes. interesting things with them. Uh, you know, some nice mashed potatoes, or not mashed potatoes, hashed potatoes. Hash uh, you know, yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, that's probably going to win. But still, yeah. on the other, the problem with ba- breakfast is traditionally it's very limited. Dinner's a million yes. things. Yeah. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to cheat this one a little bit. I, you know what I, I, I really enjoy? I love breakfast for dinner. So I'll have, during dinner time, I like to have breakfast. So take that, folks. <laughs> well, furthermore, I should add, um, we never, we uh, always skip breakfast. We don't. Jen and I oh, don't really? eat until we 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 do like a, a very small intermittent fasting thing that we don't mm. eat after um, what like uh, I you know seven or eight p.m. and then we don't eat the following day until noon. So we have our breakfast oh, wow. at lunchtime. We've been doing that for okay. a while because. Okay. Um, 
I, we believe in evolution and we believe we should treat our bodies the way they were evolved to, because we were not, we were, we did not evolve to eat th three square meals a day and our body yeah. doesn't quite know what to do with that much food. So That's our body true. was designed to every once in a while say, Oh, sometimes you just don't get food. I mean, at some point I really want to kind of bump it up to where I may be eating only one meal a day and stuff like that. But uh, but it was really easy to just say, oh, let's just get breakfast. Don't eat until lunch. That's fine. Yeah. Uh, on Tuesdays, yeah, we actually eat at 1145 because, of course, I have to be here at noon, and I don't think it's any good to yeah. eat in front of the camera. But although, actually, sometimes I just don't <laughs> eat on these days. Sometimes I don't eat till 2 or 3. Um, anyway, that's neither here nor there. What's our next question? The next question, Forrest Glass asks, can you both remind us on the rationale on the decision to go uh, every mm -hmm. other um, – Every other top 50 is interwoven versus some stats and math stuff to weight and combine your tops. Oh, um, that's interesting. I, I well, I, yeah, that's to me question. the only other option would have been, hey, you know what? I mean, officially, make no mistake, we're not doing our top 100 games of all time. We're doing my top 50 yeah. games of all time and your top 50 games of all time, and that's yeah. fine. The reason we're doing it this way, I, I won't hide, is the fact that people are more likely to click on a top 10 list than a top mm -hmm. five list. People are more likely to click on a top 100 um, series than a top 50 series. It's just, yep. um, you know, it's just programmed into us. Ever since David Letterman, back in the early 80s, started doing <laughs> nightly top 10s. Um, you know, I, I love how Tom Bass always like to say, well, I invented the top 10, everybody's still for me. Tom, I think David Letterman has you beat, buddy, by like yeah. several decades. But right. <laughs> he says that jokingly, by the way, I should say. He, he, he jokes about how everybody rips off his top yeah. ten. But, um, yeah, that's the reason we did it. We could have right off the bat said, oh, this is a weekly top five. And because arguably it is. It's my favorite five and his favorite five, or in this case, yeah. you know, our top 100. But we're doing it solely, literally for clickbait. Um, to get more yeah. people to watch the show because they are more interested. A top 10 is going to draw more views than a top five. It's as simple yep. as that. But now line. I don't understand. Right. You're saying stuff about stats and whatnot. I mean, I guess, I yeah. guess it could be something along the lines. Oh, we take all our stuff, we move it together, we do some kind of relative thing, and then we rank them. Yeah. So, um, you know, something that you really like. Well, I'm, I'm kind of a two star on that. Well, okay, let's make sure yeah. all of our two stars end up there. And you know, I mean, we could have done something more complex, but. We didn't want to spend that much time on it. And also, we didn't want yeah. to overload our friend <laughs> who, who took the two yeah. lists. And actually, he does a fair bit of work. Every week, he sends yeah. me a email with YouTube links for every one of Ruel's entries so that I don't have to do anything other than just copy and paste the YouTube link. And I don't have to know what Ruel's doing before the actual list so that I can actually be genuinely surprised instead of fake surprise, yep. which is kind of nice. That's right. Yep. And just as a follow-up uh, follow to that, uh, Goblin asked, do you have to own a game for it to be in this top 100? And I'll answer that right now. I just talked about one that I do not own, Star Wars Rebellion. Mm. As much as I love Star Wars, as much as I love that game, my friend Patrick has a copy of the game, and his is fully painted, and he's got the ah. expansion. And you know what? Um, in my gaming group, at least, we try to, you know... Try not to double up as much, you know. So, like, only one of us has to have a copy of Rebellion. Only one of us has to co have a copy of certain games. Of course, we, you know, I have games that other play, uh, game my friends have, but for the most part, those epic games like that, I don't think there's a need. I mean, I just don't have the space, quite yeah. frankly, to, you know, have all these games. So, yeah, we, I, at least on my end, I don't have to own the games that are in my. Well, yeah, but you own the group. I mean, you're, so you have, you have access to it. Here's the deal if you did not have access to it, would you own Star Wars Rebellion? Ooh, if I didn't have access to it, I'd definitely own it. Yeah. yeah. If nobody definitely else in your group owned it, you'd be the guy who owned it. It, it would be me. Exactly. Yeah, it would so effectively, you do own it. And for me, yes, yeah. I own every single one of the ones I've talked about because if I don't own it, 
I, I got rid of it because I don't like it. Um, or it just isn't a good <laughs> fit for us or because there's something better. So yeah, I, all 50 that I've talked about, I mean, all my 100, I mean, every, you know, my top 340 are all comprised of things I love because yeah. I, I basically get rid of my ranking as soon as I get rid of the game. Uh, here's here's an interesting one from Ripple Ruck. Uh, what game do you wish was in the top 100 but just didn't click for you for some reason? In our Ooh. top 100 or yeah, it must be because it didn't that's, click for us. Yeah, that's interesting. Oh, there's a bunch. So I mean, for me, yeah. I could make a list as long as my arm. Like, well, okay. First of all, I have no idea what's in Royal's top 10. So, spoiler, yeah. maybe I'll mention some of these in passing. Dune Imperium is freaking brilliant. Um, and, uh, so is, uh, that, that card game from last year, Imperium. I mean, these are games that I think could yeah. be in my top 100, except I have zero interest in playing them because they have too much of the punchy punch. So, I mean, there are mm. so many brilliant games that I would absolutely love. I know if I didn't mind punchy punching every once in a while, but they just, yeah. I do. So they don't. So for me, I mean, there's a lot of games like that, but I don't know if that's yeah. exactly what you mean. What about you? I think that's what they're talking about. Yeah. Okay. Um, I mean, there's, yeah, uh, again. I'll just echo that. Like, there's just so many games out there. And, you know, as brilliant as I think some of them are, it's just not my style of game for whatever reason. Um, anything, like a lot of the deduction games I'm not really into. That's just, you know, I am I am the world's worst detective, so I would not be good at any of those deduction games. So, um, although I think, like, Search for Planet X is, is brilliant. Um, that just, you know, it missed the, my top 100 at least. Mm, uh-huh. But... Okay, uh, let's move on here. Um, oh, wow, well, there's way more questions than I thought. Oh, um, yeah, got that pace. Wow. Okay. Uh, random question from Mom Gamer. I think we talked about this one last week. What is your favorite cuisine? Oh no, someone last week said Asian or Italian. I, I went with Asian. I'll, I'll stick with that for cuisine. Oh, that's just in general. Uh, yeah, my favorite cuisine general. Yeah. is dessert. Ah, in any in any land uh you know lots good. of sweet no savory uh I but it. i mean to answer the question more i do really like italian a lot i like americana i mean i grew up on that it's kind of hard for me not to really like that um yep. i also like greek cuisine quite a bit as does jen Ooh, jen's favorite greek cuisine, cuisine is by is far wonderful. is ethiopian she loves ethiopian food so <gasps> much i love ethiopian food yes yep. oh my gosh so good um okay uh oh uh, this one, oh no, you know, we'll save that one uh, for next time. Okay. Someone's asking about the, the, the little collage picture. Um, oh. someone said here, a uh, goblin, did each of you get your half of the top 100 at the start or are you getting it week to week? He is sending it week by week. Honestly, I don't understand yeah. why he's doing that. He could have just, we, we each sent him our, actually we each sent him like our top 60 or 70 or something like that. Cause we knew we would have some overlaps like Burgundy, as an example. Um, And then he took and he meshed them together and just made sure there weren't overlaps. And like in the case of Burgundy, Ruel, Pat, I I think for me it's my number eight. It must be your number seven or something like that. So so that's why it ended up being on your list instead of mine, even though I feel like I love it more than you. But still, we'll let it go. (laughs) Um, And then for whatever reason, he just, he sends it to us. um, He's on the East Coast. We're both on the West Coast. So I wake up and it's in my inbox on Tuesday morning. I don't know why he's doing it that way. He could have drawn it out, or he could have just done it all at once. But eh. it's, it's too late to change now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yep, yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, exactly. At this point, we might as well see it through the rest of the way. Oh my gosh! Um, oh, so we got a ton of things here. We we're about out of time. Uh, let's throw on like one more here. Um, Dominion with expansions or just the base? I mean, I feel like it's got to be with the. I would um, Dominion without the expansions wouldn't have made my list. 
Yeah, quite frankly, it's got to be. I mean, Dominion. Yeah. Just the, if if Dominion only exists as the box and nothing else, it'd be well. That was really neat, and uh, yeah, I enjoyed that for about 10, 15 games. And okay, I think I'm yeah. done with that now. Um, yeah, I mean, if I, I, I you're right, I should have mentioned it, but it was implicit that it. I did talk about all the yeah. expansions, um, right. but it's the expansions that really make it. Okay. Uh, one final uh, comment here, question here, and it's uh, courtesy of our friend um, to live in Dyson, L.A. Uh, she asks, I'm very interested in buying Riverside, Riverside, oh. but my husband says all of our new recent new games have been rolling rights. Uh-huh. He's wrong, LOL. <laughs> but what's your best, uh, best selling point? What sets apart Riverside? I have not played it yet, um, but I know you have, Richard. The thing about Riverside... Um... Well, it's interesting. I mean, it, it's certainly unlike other roll-and-write games um, because of the way the dice work in that um, they represent... What was it? I'm trying to remember now. Right. It's a dice drafting game, but the dice, when you're drafting them, you care about the number and you do care about the color because they have different functions. And there's also... You know, if he's sick and tired of roll and rights, honestly, I don't know that you could make a good argument. It's just a really good roll and write. But it's not okay. like it's something that says, oh, look, it's, it's this other amazing thing, and then it also happens to have some roll and write in it. It's... Honestly, for me, the biggest selling point of it is from the same designers as Avenue, which is one of the best roll and rights there is. It's it's really, really interesting. Honestly, the dice are less interesting. What's more interesting is, that, you know, it's, it's this communal group activity where there's this one ship that is traveling around this randomly generated fjord and you have all these different villages that you can stop at that have different things that different um uh uh passengers on on the ship want to see and uh it's it's really there's just a lot of tension for look i'm at this place now I should just get my passengers off the boat and they can go see the reindeer right now and i'll get six points for it but there's another stop in the final lap of this game, in the final third. And if I don't take the reindeers now, I could do it later. And if I wait for that, I could get 30 freaking points for reindeers instead of six. Uh, do I do that? Or do I wait? Do I wait? Uh, you know, it's such a burden hand burden. And, and that's really interesting, too, because... Well, crap. Okay, I... I I, I I missed it. I'm not, I'm not going to make it. I'm not going to make it to that other one. Because you can actually spend resources to revisit... Um, you, you, they're, they're, it's it's actually it's really hard to describe. Maybe that's the most interesting thing about it. It's such such an interesting and unique rhythm to it, with so much flexibility. Um, you know, in in the way that you decide how to deploy. You know, what passengers you want to grab, what passengers you're going to take to which village. When it, there's a lot more going on than a regular roll and write. A lot more. Um, you know, and and then on top of that, unlike the vast majority of roll and writes, it's very thematic. Uh, because everything oh. feels like it's themed to, oh, there's this ship. You can see, physically, it's moving. You can see, these people want to see this thing. You should get them off the boat now, or wait till later. There's nothing very abstract about it at all, which is kind of unique. I mean, most Roland Wrights cool. are pure abstracts, or even where they're not, they're really just kind of spreadsheet manipulating things. Whereas this is a Roland Wright where you're actually moving and doing things in a world. That's another thing that I think that sets it apart. Yeah. That's, I mean, you sold me. I want to play it. All right. <laughs> all right. Great. Thank you, friends, for all the questions. We are out of time. Uh, shall we send the party on? I over feel bad. I mean, there's so channel. many questions. People are asking all these questions. There's a ton. Why don't we save, we'll save some of the, this will hold, right? We, we can save this for next it time. It should. It should still be okay. here. Yes. Um, okay, okay. So what you're saying is next week we'll start with a Q&A. I, I feel like we should. There's so many questions okay. here. Okay. Okay. 
Cool, cool, cool. Alrighty then. Cool. Well, folks, we will keep um, this in the queue. We will say thanks very much for watching. We will then go and raid some other channel. And who will it be now? Who will we raid now? Do, 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 do. Let's see. I can't believe now there's a song that before. It's so obvious. <laughs> I honestly, uh, I sing it on my stream all the time. Oh, do you? Yeah. Raid. Yeah. Let's see. Well, uh, I see Board Game Geek TV is up. They are doing some painting. Painting. Uh, which okay. is nice. Looks like Lincoln is painting some kind of fantastical fantasy creature. That's kind of nice. What else okay. do you see that you like? Let's see. Let's look under the board game category. Uh, there are 560 people watching board games right now. Um, what are the... Wow. Okay. Well, there's always that uh, the weekly blood or daily, uh, I feel like, clock tower game, Blood on the Clock Tower. Uh, there's X-Wing happening. Someone is playing It's a Wonderful Kingdom. How do you know? Oh, because you actually went to Twitch. Oh, yeah, I don't have a full list, do I? I see. Yeah. You can actually see more oh. stuff. I'm going to go to twitch.tv.com yeah. and then search for board games instead of my little command console thing that doesn't tell me anything oh, okay. about what these things are. Hey, right. someone's playing Great Western Trail right now. Oh, really? Zandalus. That's a good one. Yeah. I believe they're in... Uh, are oh, they in English? In Italy. They're playing in Italian. Italian. Ah, there you go. Yep. Okay. Let me see who else we got. I imagine we have probably a few folks in the audience that can handle the Italian, but maybe yes. not enough. And there's a Spanish terraforming Mars. Yep. Uh, Gambling Games is live right now with Tiny Epic Vikings. Oh, hey, yeah. that's. I mean, I'm sure that would be useful. It's on Kickstarter right now. Yep. Some people are probably trying to figure out. Which one was it again? Uh, Gambling Games. Game. Oh, ga oh Gamelin. Ga the, the publisher. Yeah. Gambling Games. The company. Yeah. Yep, that's their official one. Yeah, yeah. Okay, cool, cool, cool. I didn't know they were doing... It's G-A-M-E-L-Y-N-E, -E, yeah. right? Yeah, Game of the Games. There we go. Yeah. yeah, 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 totally. Cool. Yeah, I mean, folks, I mean, I mean, Kim loved it. And here's the deal. The thing, I mean, I came so close to saying, yes, I will be the one. I get first rights of refusal on everything that's on my channel. Um, and ultimately, I decided not to because I thought there was a little bit too much of the, again, the area control type stuff. But Kim convinced me yep. it's very good. And the, uh, nice. the auction-y stuff is so smart. And uh, cool. hey, you can watch the developers themselves playing it right now if you stick yeah, around and there. raid and tell Michael and whoever he's playing with, Michael Coe, uh, hey from Rotto, and I uh, hope everything's going well. I'm sure the campaign's doing great. I bet you it's over half a million by now, right? I bet it's got to be. Yeah, they yep. they always they always do really uh, yep. fantastic. And, and in this case, with good reason. I think this is definitely. I, yep. This will go down as one of the higher rated of the tiny epics. I don't think oh, it okay. will eclipse a galaxies, but this might be a yep. number two or number three for probably most people because it's really nice. good um scott really knocked it out of the park and with that out of the way folks raid go raid. go 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 and in theory that worked okay well, let's, let's uh see let's yep there see. it is rado's rating okay, all right gotta build cool a bonus oh they're playing on tts i see if you have an F oh okay building a boat cool okay so well cool boat you'll see okay all right, then. We are done. And next week, right. I think it's the fun again thing. So I will yep. see you then, sir. Okay, have a good day. All righty, bye bye. Bye bye. Bye bye. Bye bye. All right. Bye bye.